If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. We're back, everyone. We're back from the, the dusty apocalypse. Yeah, don't worry. We're saved by the Avengers. It's the CU Podcast for uh, Tuesday, April 30th, 2019. Nine days out from Pat's birthday. Mm-hmm. That's Ian Ferguson. I'm Pat Conjure. Well, we talk on Avengers Endgame with spoilers. Uh, the 3DS is just about done. The Sonic Trail, we're going to watch live and get our reaction. We haven't seen it yet. Best Buy uh, giving uh, you a PlayStation Classic uh, for pennies. On the dollar, or, uh, and scumbag saw the week might come back. A tales from the game store. I thought it was a little raspy. Ian, uh, we'll get to end game in a bit. Anything else that happened this this weekend with us? Well, you saw end game like eleven o'clock on Thursday night. Yes, I did. Um, <clears throat> I like going to the movies late. Uh, Vani, I, I, I fucking fe- don't. I felt bad for Vani. She had to work the next morning. Oh, really? Yeah, well, she has to with her line of work. She but can't. She, yeah. Right? You can't. You, you can't, can't risk that shit. Working in comics, you can't not see a comic book movie and expect yes. it to not be blown for you over the weekend. Um, but yeah, we had a good time. Um, I enjoyed the movie. We'll get into it a bit later. It was not my favorite Marvel movie. Well, hold it. Hold it for the section. We'll get there. Yeah. Uh, no, other than that, I've been trying to stream more. It's been fun. Um, playing a lot of Mortal Kombat 11 still. So you're streaming off the, the PS4 directly? Or no, you're now using OBS. I'm using wow, OBS. Wow, Ian's, we're both graduating to knowing how to stream. Yeah. Um, no, I've been using OBS for like the past three weeks. Nice. Or so now. Because it Good. lets me do other stuff besides PS4. Yes. Um, we, we can finally do that Friday the 13th. We can do it. We could. That's now now you can do the team up streams on Twitch. It's yeah, in that's beta. weird. I don't even know how, you how that You combine, works. I guess, screens or something? You... you you join forces, smash them together, you're, and you're pissed in the same toilet like you did when you were four with your cousin. So I did that anyway. Sorry, anyway. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did I do? Uh, well, I, I saw. Well, we'll get into the Avengers thing in a bit because there was a little thing that happened. I, I'll, I'll tell everyone about. But um, uh, our mutual friend uh, Yoshi, mm-hmm. CG artist extraordinaire, yes. came down. We did some grappling training on Sunday. Mm-hmm. He only hurt my arm once. By accident, so that was that was successful. That was a successful uh, session. I but, saw our pal Tom on Sunday too, and he brought little bunt cakes down, and they were we went, so opposite directions, but still yeah. communal. Yep, <laughs> exercising, training, and having bunt cakes. But I love both Thomas and Yoshi. Uh, we missed out, and we should we should all got uh, some some fish tacos. But no, it was fun, and uh, you, you can see you can see the joy in Yoshi teaching because he used to teach. Uh, you know, uh, jujitsu, and so he was like really into. I was like, you got to slow down a little bit here. I'm I'm a, I'm a beginner, and someone was like, the arm bar has like five steps. You got to just slow down a little bit on each step, and it was fun though. It's good. It's I I can I can seriously see myself getting into it, and I, if I had time, because uh, it is kind of it's fun. There is a chess element to it, um, and yeah, you learn how to handle yourself against bigger opponents. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. Um, and then what, what else did I do? Oh, working on a certain Super Nintendo guidebook. And then the NES guidebook, I'm down to like 20 copies left in stock. 
So shh, don't order them if you're out there. Wait until the third print because it's better. So let the people on Amazon don't know order the last copies. So that's what I'm going to say to you. Wow. And, and don't. I'm just going to say, you know, those Amazon people, let them let them get it. You know, plus Amazon takes a bigger cut too. So you know, I'm, uh, Amazon has you over a barrel a little bit. Not that I don't like Amazon, but anyway. Uh, so uh, we have an announcement for conventions we're going to be at. Okay. Well, we're going to officially we can officially say we're going to be in Long Island Retro, yes. Retro Gaming Expo. Yes. August uh, 9th and 10th, is it? Correct. And that's in... No, no, wait. No, 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 no. Is it? Or 10th and 11th. 10th and 11th. 10th and 11th. We should know this. We should be good to, to our pals at Long Island Retro Gaming Expo. It is August 10th and 11th. Um, go to uh, Long Island. Long Island Retro Gaming Expo. It's... Uh, oh, okay. This, this website is expo.liretro.com. That's the website. And... Um, what other guests you're going to have besides us show up? Uh, we'll get into it next time. There's, there's, a, there's a, in the past they've had some some uh, YouTube personalities. Um, oh, we got Vinny from Vine Sauce coming out this year. Our pal Leonard Herman, uh, oh, who wrote, Leonard. wrote the first video game uh, history book, Phoenix. Uh, Frank Cifaldi's coming out. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. The I, cheap. I didn't know that. I didn't know either. The cheap ass gamer cast is coming out. Sweet. Uh, modern Vintage Gamer, not familiar. I'm sure he does great work. Uh, the My Life and Gaming folks will be there. Uh, the Retronauts will be there. So it's going to be a fun a fun time. It's my first time coming That's to sweet. the Long Island. Long Island's been around for a few, few years now. The, the XY Heard, it's, it's really good. That's a hell of a lineup. That's a good lineup. It's a good. That's uh, I hopefully get to hang out with, with Vinny finally. I was, I was like, yeah, we're going to hang out. It never, never happens. I love Vinny, though. Check him out. And then the week before that, I'm going to be at the Missouri uh, GameCon. That's at mogamecon.com. And that is the previous weekend, so that is uh, August uh, August third uh, and fourth, or really the third. The fourth is just a VIP thing, just the third. And that's uh, oh, I'm on the website. Yep, I'm there. Walter Day is going to be there. I'm going to be there. Norm, the gaming historian, is going to be there. Which one? Norm, the gaming oh, no, historian. Uh, oh, Missouri GameCon. Yeah. <laughs> Jay from the Game Chasers. No, Billy, uh, there, uh, and others to be there. So there, check it out. Uh, Adam Korlick, my pal Adam Korlick. So check that out. That's at mogamecon.com as well. And you can still pre-order a certain Super Nintendo guidebook, which I'm still working on. Hopefully, it'll be compiled by the end of next month, and then it'll be for sale uh, later in the summer because it takes time to print this stuff. It's not magic. And that's at ultimatesnes.com. So, Avengers Endgame, Ian. Yes. Originally, I was supposed to see it. I got tickets for the lot, the local place, which is great. You, you pre-book tickets, like you know, like a concert. <clears throat> That's where know. I go for basically all. The yeah, we're too now. lazy. Go to the mall and sucks just to see a movie. It's a whole thing. I still have I still have free movie tickets, gold tickets that I bought. They're not free. I, I spent like on Groupon like eight years ago. I still have them. I don't like going to the mall to use them. Uh, um, so I had one fifteen. My friend had to do something that afternoon, so for for her benefit, I traded in my tickets. Because Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. So I had to weed through the minefield of potential spoilers for another extra 24 hours. That was that was in my head the whole day. But I was not spoiled at all. I was not. So I, I was good to go. Yeah, I managed to not know. I, I mean, other than some basic stuff. I mean, stuff, we knew sure. basic stuff. Yeah. We knew something was going to probably happen with the, the quantum realm. Because you see me in those white suits. and Okay, something weird's happening. Yeah. You know, something. So... And the movie, and then the trailers did a great job of not really spoiling that much. No, because ninety five percent of the spoilers uh, of the, of the scenes in the trailers were just like the first twenty minutes of the movie. I think the latest scene in the trailer was when they're actually in the suits, about to all jump. As far as I can recall, there was I think the one shot 
of the of the uh, three approaching Thanos, but you know they're going to fight Thanos. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so it's yeah. like okay, we get it. But they, for for terms of the structure of the movie and everything else, no one had a clue yeah. of how this was going to go. Much to much to uh, Disney slash uh, Marvel Studios credit. So Ian, what did you think about Avengers Endgame? Um, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know that I can get huge. There's a lot to it. Uh, I think I enjoyed Infinity War more, but Endgame was was the end that we needed. Um, I I enjoyed the structure of the movie though. I enjoyed them all pairing up or grouping. There's up. basically three act, yeah. three different hours of movie. Right. First hour is the the gloom and set up second hour is the time highs the third hour is the the big battle right so the second hour i i loved i really enjoyed the 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 time heist time uh, heist as ant man right coined. uh the time heist aspect of it i thought it was really good the doom and gloom um it was interesting it was interesting to see you know kind of how uh they pictured it in the five years since uh they did a good job of making that world seem empty uh even though there weren't like any how do I put it? There weren't any, like, huge establishing shots necessarily of how empty it was. There was a couple. But, there was City Field or the Mets play. Okay. But you, you got a really good sense it's, it, of the fact that 50% of... The neighborhood, when, when, when Scott walks on the neighborhood and the kid yes. gives him that look, and he's like, where, like, where is... Because 50 percent's a lot. Yeah. Like, in Pat's, Pat's Thanos dreams, I always say a plague to knock out, like, 15%. That would be like, okay, you, you would notice it, but not really. Half the people... Would be like, I don't know how long it would take society to recover from that. Sure. Because you're talking about government uh, government infrastructure breaking down. Forget about entertainment. That's sports will be able to come back, but, but like all your bands are gone. Hollywood is, is in ruins with half the people gone. Fortnite was still there. Fortnite was still there. We'll get into that. But you see what I mean, though. Like yeah. half is a considerable amount of people. Like that's every family. Uh, by chance, should have if it's a, if it's a four, per, four yeah, if person you live nuclear, in a nuclear family, family you're, you're... your nuclear family by odds at least one person should be gone. If, if all four of you are, are intact, you beat the odds. But another family was almost wiped. You know what I mean? Like someone right. else is wiped out. So I was thinking that in my head, like, yeah, this would be rough. Everyone would be depressed because ha- like half your friends are gone, or half your family by odds are going to be gone. And then what do you do? Do you have survivor's guilt? How do you even recover? What are, does your job still exist? You know the podcast. What if what if I'm gone and Ian's here? Does that still exist? Half the YouTubers are gone. Like I'm I, I trying to make light of it, but think about that. How it, things would break down. Sure, they they would. So when they show City Field over oh, the Mets play, which if you snap your fingers doesn't matter because the Mets suck every year. But all the cars are still in the parking lot. It it was empty. Yeah. So baseball hadn't come back in five years, um, and that's a possibility. Who do you have? Do you have the people even remove those cars? You know, like to clean up. Yeah. Like it's it's nuts. Actually, I thought about that. How how are we going to clean all this up? They they really kind of left the cleanup. <laughs> to... Also, well, happened during a Mets game. I, I guess that you know they weren't missing out on much. Sure, but um, uh, then they had they, they had they had the uh, Captain America. Steve led the the grief group, uh, counseling group. Yep, I, and I one, like one that. of the directors, Joe Russo, was, was the man speaking about getting back into dating. I, I like that. I think that was nice to, to, to show that Steve was doing that. Um, there was a lot of callbacks in this movie. I'll get into, but so so you liked the movie overall. I liked the movie overall. Um, I had a couple of issues at the end. The thing is, there's not a whole lot about that that movie. I would there's not a lot of ideas I have to change it because there's some, but not a lot because they had the task of finishing 
putting a, a, an end cap on 10 years of movies uh, is incredibly daunting. Sure. You're not going to fill every hole. You're not going to tie up every loose end. You're going to have to fudge some of it. And I went into that expecting that to be the case, and it was, and it was fine. I didn't have high expectations for it to wrap everything up super neat and clean. Oh, I, I thought they would address things, though, that... I, I wrote down this list of things how to talk about in order so we don't miss out on things. Like, okay, we'll talk about the different character arcs of really the main six Avengers. Yeah. So, a Hawkeye, you kind of saw that coming from the trailer where, you know, the bow and arrow and... You, it, that's how the movie opens. These are spoilers, by the way, if you didn't realize this. So the movie opens and his family gets dusted, which is like harrowing. And it was done. It was done tastefully. Yep. You see a little bit of it, but you don't see the little. You don't. No one wants to see a little fucking four year old disappear. disappear. So it's done tastefully. He, he disappears. He's like, what? He's like, what's going on? You hear the thunder, then boom. Yeah. It's you see the you know the, the ten years of Marvel Studios. Like, okay, this is this is going to be some dark shit. And the first forty five minutes is pretty dark. Yeah. Yeah. It's, everyone's it's, just depressed and like, what the fuck. It's crying. Kind of, it's relentlessly. It's a relentless like, downer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're not going to let up here. Um, well, well, they they go after Thanos. They go after Thanos. So that was that that subverted expectations because you you thought okay it's going to take a while to build up the Thanos. Like no, let's go get this asshole right away. Yeah. And they get him and they kill him in like in like a minute. Exactly. And it's like okay, I see that. So this is my question, though, and this is one of my my main problems about things they didn't bring back. So one of the main main uh, themes that they established in Infinity War was that Thanos really was heartbroken over having to, you know, trade Gamora for the Soul Stone. And you really don't get a sense of that. You see Thanos, he's limping. He's obviously still hurt. He didn't heal himself with the stones. I don't know if that was guilt or not, but I really wanted to see them acknowledge that maybe Thanos regretted doing what he did because he was so hurt over having to murder his what he considered his daughter in order to do that. And that was sort of glossed over. I thought that was going to be a much bigger theme in, in the movie. I really did. I thought that was going to carry through. And that and no, that's gone because they, they take his head off, and that, that version of Thanos is gone right. immediately. So, I, so that's the one thing I would say about it that bothered me, was that that Thanos, 2018 Infinity War Thanos, was very interesting. 2014 Thanos, Dylan, we got in the movie, is not interesting. Not nearly as interesting because of that, of those dynamics being lifted out. He's just, he's big, bad Marvel uh, villain again, you know, like, and that's it. So that to me was a big loss because, because, because there's less emotional stakes involved when you see Thanos fighting, that version of Thanos, five-year-old Thanos fighting. He doesn't know who anyone is. He even says to Scarlet Witch, I don't know who you are. Right. So it, there's less less stakes involved between the two sides. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It, it was... I. I questioned that as well mainly because i mean the end of infinity war is um it's him looking at yeah he's talking to them to, to, yeah. he's talking to scarlet witch he's like empathizing no with no her i'm little... talking about the the end with uh gamora oh yeah of infinity yeah war. what did it cost everything yeah. he's fucking crying yeah so i was like okay maybe the maybe this movie would deal with his guilt and maybe he did the wrong thing, or if he, or if he, he still thought he did the right thing, he has to live with this now, mm. and that maybe he regret that's gone because he's killed off, and we don't know. We see him making his cute little T-shirt, his little Mac Weldon shirt. We see him making his little things, yeah. and he's hanging out. He's obviously not, and he's hurt. His face is all messed up, and you know what I mean. And then he gets he gets offed. Um, speaking of that. I liked that they toned down the comedic moments. That was, that, was my, that was my big problem with Infinity War, was too much out-of-place comedic moments. This one really didn't have that to the same extent. I felt it was the same in both. It wasn't shoehorned in like the uh, I Am Groot, I Am Steve, Steve Rogers stuff, I thought. 
Um, but I, but I, the humor there, the humor in this one was worked in well. Um, how do I put it? I feel like it was, there was a lot of good depression humor. Certain people, when they are very sad, use humor to deal with, mm-hmm. to deal with that. Um, there's some self-deprecating humor and it was, I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. The humor, you're right. It didn't seem as out of place and they didn't make it, um, as I guess, wasn't as much a bunch of one-liners. They yes, really they, they worked it in better. Yes, they exactly. integrated. Well, thanks for listening to me, Russo Brothers. I appreciate that. Fans of the CU podcast. But um, in terms of character arcs, Hawkeye, I loved Hawkeye's arc. He loses his family. He becomes a Ronin. That was one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Yeah. In Japan, that was an awesome scene. That was good. A little little samurai sword fight, basically. It kills him. And then uh, Black Widow is watching. Like, okay. Yeah. Hey, Clint. Hey. I know you're fucked up. Uh, we found you. <laughs> Um, Black Widow's arc I thought was was outstanding. Oh, it was really good. She goes from uh, she goes from someone that uh, if, if you if you look at the course of all his movies, she goes from someone that's just a, a heartless cold killer. She learns to you know like the people around her with the Avengers. She, the sandwich scene with her and um, Steve Rogers was great. Yeah, so you can see her. She she developed not the most of all his characters, but arguably her, she had the biggest arc out of everyone over the past uh, 10 years. We first saw her in Iron Man 2 in 2010. The only reason for that movie to exist probably to introduce her because otherwise the rest of the movie is so forgettable. But anyway, so and then she has this family now around her and then she sacrificed herself to save the family, right. which I thought was really heartfelt. And when I read that they were considering sacrificing Hawkeye instead with that scene, they weren't sure which way to go. But they said, no, we shouldn't deny the audience uh, her her going out like this is probably the best best exit yes, for her. I, I thought it was going to be Hawkeye. That that was one of the few parts of the movie. I knew they were going to have to... I knew that Black Widow was going to have to go somewhere, somehow. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was going to be that. I That did surprise me. I really thought, okay, Hawkeye's the easy choice here. It was too easy almost. So that's why right. you do Black Widow because in the audience is like, ah, shit, we got to see this Cause again. Because I, I like yeah. Hawkeye, but you know he, his his role has always been more minimal than anyone else's. And it's tough. It's, t- it's really tough to, to have the story where you fight to bring back your family, and the family's got to wonder, oh, where's, 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 where's daddy? Like, that's a little bit sure. too d- dark. Sure. You know, it's like, holy shit. But the fact that Hawkeye was willing to, to sacrifice himself showed, like, their friendship that they talk about it. You see it kind of in the movies, which is why I want to see this. If they do uh, if they do a Hawkeye series, I want to see it referenced or her show up. Or if they do it, they're supposedly still going to do a Black Widow movie. I'd like to see them together more because sure. that's a good dynamic there that they – you can see the chemistry, but you don't see their past adventures of what they went through together. So that was interesting. I just thought Nebula should have mentioned, hey, guys, when you go to Vormir, that's where Gamora died. So maybe there's something up with that. I thought that was my, one of my parts problems was the, the arbitrary team ups for the different team splits. Like you had mm-hmm. Nebula with, with War Machine. Doesn't make any sense, but OK. But let's put let's put Hawkeye with Black Widow. They're the only two that don't have any superpowers. Why would you put those two together if not for the fact that they had that relationship? That was the only thing where I was like, okay, I, you got to write it in. But what did you think about them repeating a dramatic scene, literally repeating a, a scene from a previous movie? Did you have a problem with that or you didn't mind that? I didn't, that? I didn't have a problem with it. If it was a shorter movie and it had really cut something else out, that probably would have bothered me. I didn't mind it so much. Okay. Uh, Captain America's arc... I thought was satisfying. This is how I say Endgame was satisfying. I don't think it was great. I think it was satisfying the movie. Uh, it, it did what it had to do. It was, you know, I didn't think it was good as Infinity War. Uh, I, I don't. I think it fell short of that. Cause... I, I think in some ways it was better than I, Infinity War was a little too relentless. You think so? It was just a little bit too much. It was a little too relentless. But it kept building Infinity War. It kept building and building and building. That's 
not a that's not a good thing necessarily really? okay. to me. I, I mean, I it was it, that, that I like Infinity War a lot. It was the first Avengers movie I I watched more than once. I watched gotcha. it twice. I saw it twice in theaters. I enjoyed it, but I, I, my complaint even back then after we saw it was is. Infinity War did not feel like a whole movie. Infinity War felt like the first half of a movie. Well, it's like The Empire Strikes Back. It's um, a movie. You don't like the ending, but it's a movie. It wasn't even that I didn't like the ending. It was just the pace of it didn't feel... Okay. Empire Strikes Back to me felt like a full movie. It, it, Endgame, or Infinity War, and maybe it's because I know a little bit more about the characters, just felt like... Okay. It was, it was, it was half. This did as well, but I, I think the way they, they, they started it and ended it, it felt a little bit more complete in terms of uh, an actual film for me. Um, yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say that Captain, Mar- uh, Captain, Captain America, I'll talk about Captain Marvel in a bit, Cap- uh, Captain America, Steve, um, I don't mind how he ended up. I, th- I really expected him to die. I really thought they were going to rally around his death. I thought that would have been poetic, especially when he gets up. The great shot of him standing against Thanos' army. Yeah. He, he starts walking forward. He's like, okay, here it comes. He's going to do something. He's going to get laid out. The other Avengers are going to see it, and that's going to be the end of the movie. Like, it's going to be dramatic. And they have him end up with, with Peggy, my, 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 my lovely Haley Atwell. Um, I, I don't mind it. The only thing that bothers me about that is that that Carter, that the Agent Carter, uh, Peggy, she herself moved on in the uh, in her own series. She moved on from it, sure, from from not being around Steve. So now you're kind of undoing that, well, even, even though they don't really they did different an, timeline. They did acknowledge the series though, because Jarvis f- from the series shows up in 1970. It's the same, right? T- so, but yeah, that's the one that kind of bothered me. Like Steve, s- the heart of Steve's character isn't looking for a lost love. It's it's nobility and certain service to your country so they kind of i did see this is where i disagree i know i understand people want to get him get a happy ending but I, I, I don't picture steve this is okay this here's the thing they they had to go out of the way to say that time travel and other movies is bullshit like back to the future yeah and other movies where you you can't change the present by going back in time so i guess in that universe then as soon as steve leaves goes back in time there's two Steve Rogers or there was because Steve helped the Avengers get to that point but now he goes back in time and lives out his days without doing that so you have to just sort of throw that it's out a, it's a separate it's a separate line that's what they're sure. saying each time you go back you're essentially i mean you're you're branching off the the timeline sure um but that 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 was that was the only if he had just gone back and they didn't Explain it. You they they been... could have done something. I, I think they, it could have been handled a little bit better. Because my thing is this. Okay, he's going back to drop all the soul stones and to basically close the timeline back up. But then if he stays back there with Peggy, he's opening up another timeline. So the one thing I understand, though, when he when he drops off the stone, isn't it supposed, wasn't it supposed to be 1970? Uh, not 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 after well, World they War talk, II. They talk about. It. They say he overshoots his. Uh, oh, he overshot. Yeah, is that yeah, what he, he thought? Yeah, they, that's what they say. He purposely overshoots. He goes back to 1945. Yeah. yeah. So, so he th- sees himself die in the water, and then he comes back afterwards. And... Who knows? They mention it. Uh, my question was, how did he come back, and what happened after he came back? Did they just leave him sitting on that bench? Not for us to know, Ian, because this is supposed to close a <laughs> chapter here. <laughs> that, that we'll get the... back to that. Sure. Um, Captain Marvel, you can tell the Russos didn't know what to do with her because she's so overpowered, so they got to kind of leave her away. Uh, yeah, that, that was true. I, um, that's a character that's going to do fine in 
cosmic in stuff. her own movies yeah. and in cosmic stuff, but um, where they can write the movie entirely around her powers and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah, how how do you do that in Endgame? Well, you say that there's a billion other planets that need help. But even at goes, the end, it's like, why isn't she there sooner? She knows Thanos is there. She waits until the... Earth is her home planet. Yeah, it's sort of... That didn't ruin it for me, but... It I... didn't ruin it, but now you can tell why overpowered characters, I don't like them, because it's too simple. She could have wiped out everything herself. Right. Um, and that's something you have to work with. And and they only had her in certain spots, and I thought the spots she was in were fine, but yes, it didn't... Right. Overpowered characters can... She's over, she, because she's... Over, she, because, like... Superman can do less than her. Yeah, I mean, exactly. so once you get to that point, it's her and like Silver Surfer. I think is more powerful than her. Like those are the two characters that like can do anything really and have unlimited energy. It's too much. So st- keep them in space. Keep them in space. Although they did. Yeah. Um, it was how how was Thanos uh, dealing with her time stone? What stone was he using? Oh, there, he took the power stone off and punched her. Yeah, there could yeah. be some interesting. I mean, there are interesting ways to work with it. I just don't think they put enough time into it. They had enough they had to do with the movie. Yeah. So that was fine, but you can tell. I can tell the Russos are like, "Yeah, I don't know what we should do with her, but whatever." Some people were pissed. She wasn't in the movie more. It's fine. She just showed up. I don't think she should have been in the whole three hours because she just showed up. The, you know? My only problem with it was I wanted to know what was going to happen with Fury. The 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 post, oh yeah the post role at at the end of Captain Marvel is where's Fury, and mm-hmm. we don't even see Fury until. The, the end of the movie. The end with of Maria the movie. Hill. Yeah. Uh, by the way, they did a good job bringing everyone back. I miss William Hurt. I didn't see him. Was he? At, was he at the uh, Tony's funeral? Because he was in the credits for William Hurt, General Ross. Yeah. Yeah. He was there. He was. Okay. I'm so he was there. He was there. Uh, Martin Freeman wasn't. The the, the son of, of uh, Ross wasn't. Little Ross wasn't in there. So he was the only one that wasn't there. Little Ross wasn't there, and they sort of forgot about about um, Peggy Carter's uh, great niece. That made out with with Cap, you know, in uh, in Civil War. Oh, uh, what was it, Sharon? Sharon Carter? Yeah, yeah. They kind of just forgot that that was a thing. <laughs> because then, if if that's still around, you can't go back in time to get Peggy. I just thought that was interesting. They could have did something with that to explain that, but they did just totally ignore that. I liked the nod to Iron Man three. They got the kid back there. Yep. I was like, okay, because that movie otherwise doesn't really fit into the rest of these, but which is fine. You can do that, but it was good to, to I see. I really that. liked that movie, but yeah, I like Iron Man three a lot too. Yeah, manner and stuff. You get over it. Um, so Thanos wasn't as interesting to me. Uh, the the final battle I thought was underwhelming. And I actually read this morning that it was planned to be longer. Okay, because when I see that battle, you see it patchwork together to me, and there's no real beginning, middle, end like there is with with the Wakanda battle. Uh, there there was a beginning, middle, and end. You mean to that. in in, uh, in Infinity in War. War? Yeah, yeah. This did not have that. This was just orgasm comic splash pages of all these guys doing stuff everyone gets their little moment like you had uh, uh tony and pepper spin around together shooting you got a little bit of drax you got a little bit of black panther running with the gauntlet you got i'll get into spider-man annoying me later but that's what you got you got these little but yeah, they still missed out on characters in the battle hulk didn't do anything uh significant hulk never got his come up as on thanos in any way uh you didn't get anything with groot really uh talking to rocket and reuniting so there, there, there was stuff missing here it seemed like it was either rushed or they figured they had to cut something because it just it was just too big and wouldn't work. But th- I really was disappointed in that final battle. I really was. I was expecting something. I'm not saying I expected Helm's Deep from like two towers, but there really wasn't. I couldn't follow what was happening besides the glove goes here. They, they go towards Quantum Realm. He blows it up. 
fights Captain Marvel, fights Scarlet Witch for a second, and then Tony grabs the jewels. Like that, it seemed like it was over like that, at least to me. Yeah, it, it did seem a little. Um, it, it it didn't have the flow of Infinity War or even some other of the movies. I thought it it more or less did what it needed to do. It needed to show some action. It wanted it. it you know, it, it did a decent job of spotlighting a few characters. Um, it, but it was very very sudden. Yes. Um, and you know, for some of those characters, that was the only thing you saw of them in the movie. And, yeah. And once again. Three hours. You've only got so much time to work with. This is the whole thing that I'm thinking the entire time I'm watching it. Um, but, but once you're at three hours, though, you can go 305. But any, you really can. any amount of, like, reuniting or camaraderie as they come back before the battle would have been... Better than this, the, that big build Basically, up. It's, it's wormholes and then, or, you know, the, everything opens back up and then fighting. Yeah, some sort of acknowledgement between the group that was still there and the group that just came back. Like, something like yeah, that. Yeah, because Rocket's been... on War Machine's shoulder instead of going over to Groot and saying, right. oh my god, because like, it's like a father-son relationship. Things like you that. You could have had a few minutes. I, of... was, I was shocked that Hulk did not get in a shot in with Thanos. I thought that was, like, yeah. really bizarre because, you know, he got, he got trounced. In the beginning of Infinity War, well, he got punked out, and then you think like something would have happened where he would want slight revenge. I'm not saying that'd be total motivation, but they totally ignore that. I just don't. I just didn't understand that. But that to me was almost like they didn't have time. They couldn't fit it. You know, they wanted to keep the movie shorter, like or a combination. I do know this that they they were uh, they were looking for CG artists a month before release still yeah. for the film. So they were still working on this uh, movie uh, or still looking for extra help. So all right. Spider-Man, you're losing me, guys. I'm tired of Spider-Man whimpering and cowering in every single film that he's been in. I'm, I am sick of seeing it. it I am. Bother me. Well, you don't follow the character or know what he's like. He's not, ah, ah, I'm scared. Oh, save me, Captain Marvel. Really? Really? We can't see him, like, jump around, avoid some of the beasts, web up a few, Hulk comes in and just punches him out, like something cool like that. Instead, he's got to rely on his stupid suit and the instant kill mode. He doesn't have that. He didn't ever have that for 50 years, a, a fucking suit to, to do that shit. Really annoyed. Sorry. I'm over whimpering, uh, uh, wimpy Peter Parker in these movies. I am. Besides, okay, things missing. I mentioned Hulk not getting any comeuppance, uh, which I thought was was weird. No Gamora, uh, Thanos stuff, with the guilt. We have new Gamora. Well, we have 2014 Gamora that's now in the current timeline. So that's, interesting. So that's how they brought her back. Yeah. But she's not with the Guardian. She's not with Nebula. I loved uh, Nebula in this movie. I loved the performance of... Yeah, Nebula was great in this movie. Ant-Man was great in this movie. Paul Rudd's fantastic. Um, no, I'm just saying, you know, for all of the... This is, this is another thing that helps me forgive the movie in a lot of ways, though. For all the stuff that... For all the characters that didn't get Focus. What uh, are you looking at? Your LWO shirt. I just oh, that. is yeah. that a real LWO yeah, shirt? Okay, real sorry. LWO shirt. <laughs> um, I've had this shirt. This shirt is legal to drink now. Okay. Um, but uh, they really did put a good focus on some characters that haven't yeah. really had a, 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 a great spotlight in the larger movies. Obviously, Ant Man has had two movies, and Nebula's been in two movies. But to see them three movies, she's been in three. But to see them get. Um, Sort of to see them get focus as important characters yes. in a larger overall movie is good. That's how you set things up for the future is by making sure that people see these characters as 
Yeah, because it's truly powerful, meaningful character. Because you could potentially see Scott Lane becoming an Avengers leader in the next phase. You, yes. you potentially could see that. You can see him sort of stepping up from being just goofball to... Yeah, um, watching um, him step up was, was great in that movie. Yeah. Uh, the humor, like I said, was good. Um, we talk about the future of the MCU. And this is and this is where things get dicey, when, the more I think about this over time. Uh, because this is why comics don't kill off characters for good. Because there's certain characters that are always more popular than others. And then you, you'll see the interest decline when they're gone. So Captain America's story is closed. Yes, you could, in this timeline, even bring him back with the, probably with a super soldier serum. You make him young again, replace the actor. They kill off Tony entirely. Okay, I actually thought he was going to survive in some capacity and become an elder figure, but they that, they closed his gap. Plus, he caused a lot of this shit to begin with. He, he created Ultron. You know, he, he well, did a lot of this, this I, stuff. I, I really liked uh, Iron Man's arc. I thought... Uh, I, I so thought, did I. He got to go out as a hero, and he gained redemption. Sure. I mean... And it paid tribute because he was the first guy in, the, in this MCU. Yeah. So, so I can't complain with that about that. Yeah, it was good. It was heartfelt. I thought it was interesting how he, he didn't even get a word after he's died. He just was looking around and, and you yeah, know, you can sleep now. Pepper was okay with it. Pepper knew that he had to do this to save everyone. So it was it was actually very heartfelt. People were crying in the theater and the funeral was done well. It, it had his his uh, Pepper gave him the his proof. Tony has a heart. Yeah. Little plaque from the first movie. And so it, it was, and I think when they put their fists in above the thing, it actually looked like the same thing too. Yeah. When they put their fists in. I think so. Uh, so that was done well. But now you think about the MCU not having Captain America, Iron Man for the next 10 years, potentially. Well, you do get Captain America. But Steve, I'm talking about. You're going to get Falcon, potentially. Falcon's not Steve. It's still Captain. It's not the same character. That's, it's not. It's I mean, not Ian. It's but Falcon. It, but it fills, it fills the hole. Steve, I like Falcon. Falcon's not Steve. So this sure. is the point. I see interest waning a bit with with these guys being gone, just naturally, because these are the heavy hitters. In ten, well, yeah. It's, I mean, in ten, take... year, in ten years, if Spider Man, if they, if they, if they uh, write out Spider Man in ten years, we'll just say, obviously, I'm going to be less interested because I like Spider Man. So they're going to have to bring these characters back. That's my point. They're going to have to bring these characters back at some point and just recast them. They have to. We can't have an MCU twenty years from now. With, like, the C-listers and D-listers running it. 20 years from now, sure, but I think they're probably fine for the next 10 years, 4 or 5. Maybe not 10, but I would say 4 or 5. They've By doing the MCU the way they've done it, I, I, I think you're relying... I, I think you're thinking people rely too much on, on those big names. Over the course of 10 years, they've conditioned viewers to care about other characters. They have, but not. I don't think to the same extent you can replace Hulk, Captain America, Iron Man... Uh, these are the A-list Marvel guys now with, with characters that, yes, uh, Ant-Man is cool and the the Guardians are cool. But now you gotta, you got to introduce a bunch of characters, but now you're really going to the well. You're really going to the well of familiarity. And it's like, there's a reason why you start with a certain type of, certain characters. And, and I'm glad they worked in Hawkeye and Black Widow because those aren't, uh, you know, A-list characters to fill those holes. I just think they're going to have to bring these characters back sooner than they think. If you if you start working Fantastic Four and the X-Men into it, I, I don't think you do. You just shift your focus. Okay. You just, I mean, I don't think it's going to have to be sooner than later. I, I think that... You think like 10 years maybe they'll think about recasting I mean, them? I'm sure by 10 years, yeah, maybe even five, but I, I think they're going to do their best to stay away for from like that. For like five years. For, for at least the next years. next phase, at least. Yeah, I mean... You, it's like three, or was it, three three years per phase, roughly, something like that? That's how they've been doing it? Yeah. I guess, yeah. Three years. So I don't think it's I don't think it's the end of the world. I'm excited to see what happens. Also, we didn't talk about Fat Thor. I okay. the biggest thing I, I, I love I love Thor in this movie. Oh, he, well, I fucking love Thor. He's, he's Chris be- Hemsworth is 
He's Chris Hemsworth, fantastic. Over Chris Hemsworth years. is like has become the MVP of the MCU. Like you look at like how how well Robert Downey Jr. has done. Uh, Chris Hemsworth has been out of this world. I don't think they realized how funny Chris probably was when they cast him right. originally. So the my my biggest takeaway is I can't fucking wait for Guardians three. Oh yes, that. If if there was, and we'll get to that later, but if there was a post credit scene, that would have been the scene. You that would have been saying? A, that yes. would have been the mid roll scene because because you don't know where he's going off right. to. Then they discover, oh my god, he's on the ship. So with them. there was a mid roll scene in 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 a way in feeling, but yes, there wasn't actually, and that was it. Him getting on the ship, and I was like, oh, I can't fucking wait for this because suppo- well, supposedly the script's already written. So I guess this is what we're going to see. I guess it's supposed to be next year then. Yeah, because he because because. Uh, he has to write. He has to do um, fucking Suicide Squad first. God damn it, Disney! You really had to fire him. He's got to do Suicide 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 Squad. And then he's going to come back and do Guardians three, right. and they can work Gamora back in, in Nebula. It's it's new Nebula. It's past Gamora, who doesn't have the relationship with uh, with uh, what's his name, Star Lord, uh, Peter Quill. Right. So that's interesting that they they reboot that because mm-hmm. she, she's like, really, this guy? That was a funny line. Yeah. So you're there, the the tree. You know, that was funny. I, I love Nebula. Uh, I I love Thor. Uh, they threw in the Fortnite tie-in. I didn't mind it. I really didn't. I know, I know that they had that relationship. I didn't mind it. Whatever. It was, it was fine. funny. It was uh, fine. That was the biggest thing. They they hid they hid Fat Thor from everyone. Uh, Banner Hulk was great too. Banner Hulk was great. I really I thought there would be more. I thought they thought they would have shown the combination. Speaking of that, they set up two things in this movie potentially. They definitely set up one. Okay. The earthquakes by Wakanda underground under the water. Oh, sure. It's our buddy Namer. Mm-hmm. He's gonna. He's probably gonna be in Black Panther too, so they're already working the Fantastic Four. I'm excited about that. And the other thing that I did not come up with this theory. I read this theory. Okay. That when Hulk puts on the glove and snaps people back, his gamma radiation is gonna cause. That's gonna cause the mutants to appear. Some of the people that come back are gonna be mutated because of him. That's what I read. That's actually not a bad idea of doing it. Huh. It's yeah. not a bad idea. It would make sense. That, you know what I'm saying? Cause, yeah. Because he's doing the snap. He's got the gamma radiation built into him. So maybe something went awry when he brought people back. I think that's a brilliant idea. They can they can explain it like, well, now we've got these people appearing with these powers, and they all happen to be some of the people that came back. What the fuck's going on? That's a, that's an easy way to do it. Sure. Otherwise, I thought it was going to be just Doctor Strange bringing it. I'll tell you one thing. I, I'm an idiot, but I thought when they pointed those guns up, at the end, I totally thought to myself, that's either going to be Silver Surfer or someone like someone from the Fantastic Four. I really thought for a second that's what that was going to be. When the gunships pointed up and Captain Marvel came in, oh, I totally sure. thought it was going to be something else for, at first. Yeah. I totally thought they were going to surprise us with something. That was because like, I, I, I was kind of like that. I was like, oh, fuck. I was waiting for one surprise. But no, they, they, you know, they, they, they did re- reference Namer. Maybe we'll have the X-Men come in. I'm excited. I will say this. We, I will be shocked if we don't get a Fantastic Four movie two years from now for the for the sixtieth anniversary of the Fantastic Four, nineteen sixty one. I'll be shocked if we don't see that. So, all right, there you have it. Uh, we can move on with the rest of our uh, podcast. Oh yeah, so I like the movie. Uh, I would watch it again, entertainment value, but I don't think it was as tight a movie as Infinity War or the, or still the King is Winter Soldier. That's still the King of all these movies. Uh, yeah, that's what Vani said. That's where I, I more or less agree to. Although, I gotta be honest with you, just because you know, it it almost shouldn't count as an option, Ragnarok is really up there for me. Ragnarok's up there. Ragnarok is like just under... It's a different type of movie. Just under um, 
Winter Soldier for me. That, yeah, I put Ragnarok at the top five, top five or six for sure. This uh, this movie I'd probably put maybe six ish, just because the big moments really hit. Like Avengers Assemble, people lost their minds. I I squealed like a little girl when Cap uh Cap dropped the did. hammer. Like, like everyone did. Like I, I was I was just like ah! like I was like one of those I was like ah! everyone I talked to is like. Yeah, I mean, every, you could hear it in the, in the, in theater. the theater. Yeah, yeah, like it was nuts. It, like the the payoff was worth it. It definitely was. All right. Speaking of movies, Ian, mm. <laughs> we have the trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog. We're gonna we're gonna watch. On oh the, yes, I have not seen this. On yet. the obsce- I haven't either. On the obscenely expensive, uh, see a podcast Tron six thousand. We're gonna we're gonna watch it uh, right here. If I can bring it up, Sonic trailer. Where is it? I think this is a. Uh, on purpose is it's not letting me do it. It's, it's saving us here. Okay. All right. Let's get the mic in front of our faces here, and we're gonna play this. What the? Oh, James Marsden. Speaking of X Men. There he is, Ian. <laughs> Wait, is this Coolio? Yeah. Twenty minutes ago, an energy surge <laughs> knocked out power across the entire Pacific Northwest. This needs someone who can figure out exactly what we're dealing. Oh, he's in the forest, Ian. Pacific Northwest. <laughs> we have no choice. Um. Oh, there's Jim Carrey. All right. Are you in charge here? Yes, I am. Nope. Allow me to clarify. In a sequentially ranked hierarchy based on level of critical importance, the disparity between us is too vast to quantify. Agent Stone? The doctor thinks you're basic. Listen, pal, I don't know if you realize... I'm sorry, Major. What was your name? Benny. Nobody cares! Oh, I like Harry. Yeah. SFPD! No. Meow? Why do you have teeth? Come on. Okay, pal, I want answers. Basically, it looks like I'm going to have to save your planet. Whoop. Hey, this is face look cool. Oh, is that all you got? No, but thank you for asking. Uh-oh. Whatever this creature is, our job is to secure it, neutralize it, see what makes it tick. Okay, that was. Mm. Has a Genesis? Get it in? Yeah, I got that. Ah. That's very funny. Look at this! I took nine million steps today. Why Coolio? I don't get. Stay in there and be quiet. How much longer? I can't breathe in here. Do you have your child in that bay? <laughs> no. I mean, yes, it's a child, but it's not mine. <laughs> okay, that's funny. Smells like body spray in an old ham sandwich. All right, I mean, okay. I, I mean, given the reactions online, that's not the worst thing, I think. I, 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 I was seen. actually expecting worse than that. that I was, was honestly expecting a worse trailer than that. Yeah. That actually is something I could actually picture seeing at some point in my life. It's not going to be good. 
Uh, I mean, whatever. Here's the pro- here's the issue. I just can't care anymore. It's a fucking song badge. They movie. have to do like with the Smurfs movie. They have to bring humans into it. Yeah, they just have to for us to understand it. Plus, it's a cheaper movie. Yeah, you know, because like that scene, like that's actually pretty funny. He's carrying Sonic around, but they can just shoot a scene with just people. Right. They don't have to have them uh, interacting with little forest creatures and things and and, and animate it all. Um, Carrie looks good. I thought Carrie said at one point he's going to stop doing goofy characters. I'm glad he went against that. Because he's, he's great at doing it, obviously. Yeah, I mean, so. I honestly think Carrie, and I said this all the way back then, Carrie will probably... Carry the movie, in a way? Fill the role just fine. Sure. Um, Robotnik slash Eggman, what's the difference? I don't know. The same guy, right? Eggman, yeah. We'll just call it that. Eggman, Robotnik, whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. doesn't look good. But it doesn't look as bad as I thought it would potentially Sonic's look. voice is okay? I don't Sonic's mind. voice is fine. I just don't like the look of Sonic. You don't like the teeth now? No. Does he look better in motion versus still? I think he looks a little better in motion. Slightly? That doesn't say a whole lot. Yeah, but I think he looks better in motion. He does, I think. The eyes don't bother you as much? The eyes bother me. They, still, just, they, they still bother me. The teeth? Oh, Sonic's got to have teeth. Nah, you don't need human teeth. Were they human teeth? They were human teeth. They were? Yeah, you don't need human teeth on what, animals. What does hedgehog teeth look like? I don't know, but you don't, <laughs> you don't make them look like a fucking set of falsies. That's what you don't do. <laughs> a set of falsies? What, what are people saying? It looks like Dr. Looks like Dr. Seuss and uh, Mike Myers in the, in the, in the outfit. Uh, people are comparing him to how Pikachu is in that trailer. Uh, I thought the animation looked fine on the road. That looked okay. I mean, how is he going to do it? Uh, James Marsden, okay. They're trying to get Chris Pratt originally. You know, they got they got budget Chris Pratt, I guess. For no, no, I, I, I like James Marsden a lot as an actor, so that's fine. Um, it'll do okay. I suppose this would be November. Yeah. Oh, so 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 Carrie's I guess mustache grows throughout the movie, and he, then he becomes bald. I'm seeing a picture of him. Being that's bald. fantastic. I guess I guess it's like a Lex Luthor thing, where something happens. Well, Lex Luthor, no, he had a wig in the Superman movie. God, I love Gene Hackman. Sorry. Uh, anytime I talk about Gene Hackman, I will. Okay. Remember then the Superman? He he ripped off the wig. Well, he didn't want to. He didn't want to shave his head for that movie too. For yeah. Superman the movie. I didn't know. Anyway, so um, it looks okay. I think I'm not a Sonic fan. This is like how Spider Man is. Like he, I care about Spider Man more than than you. You I, care about Sonic yeah. more than me. I just. I mean, I I have. I feel completely neutral about this. It's like how I felt with the G.I. Joe movie. I, have, I was like, I have nothing to say about it. It's like I said, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to look, but not good why? enough. To, not good enough to make me want to go see it. Hey, hey, marketing team, why the fuck would you use uh, Gangster's Paradise for Sonic the Hedgehog and not something uplifting or using, I don't know, the Sonic theme or a variation of like something like I just don't understand it. So let's say there was they had the ring one ring with kids went through the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you have Eggman. You got his little vehicle pod thing, so you got that. You got Sonic rolling and being fast. So, is there anything more you'd like to see, like with the creatures and the forest missing? Or? A redo, just a redo, just a straight Did, scrap and redo. You have your spec script laying around somewhere for your Sonic movie it's somewhere. It's Honestly, somewhere. If, it, if, if if it's if it's gonna be, whatever. It, it's it's like a bowl of milk cereal. <laughs> A bowl of milk, of milk, milk. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's a bowl of milk. It's, it's <laughs> as plain and as boring as it could be. It's just porridge, yeah, just, with no flavor packs, with no sugar. Flavor. It does nothing to excite me, yet it does not make me particularly sad. It's like the GI Joe movie for me, where I was like, "Oh, here's a live action GI Joe movie." Oh, they did. They went so far off the rails where I can't even be angry anymore. Right. So more oh, or less, more or less. Okay. I, I all right. I think it's somewhat faithful, maybe a little bit. No. So, okay, if he looked like how Sonic was supposed to look, would you be more excited? I'd be slightly more interested. Slightly. 
Slightly. So it's not just the look, it's the plot. You think the plot's going to be a little weird. The military shit is, like, weak as hell. I, it is to me, too. Yes. we got to stop the... And that was the actor from... Uh, actor from... Uh, Band of Brothers. And also from... Um, Justified. Oh, he's in Justified, too? Oh, okay. Yeah. I love that guy. I forget his name. Neil something. He was in Minority Report. Yeah, he's good. He's a really good actor. Anyway. Okay, so that's our that's uh, that's Sonic there. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ian... News about the 3DS that we've saw, we've seen it coming uh, for a while. So the 3DS isn't actually called dead yet. Still, still, Nintendo will not call it dead or well, discontinued. They didn't call the Wii U dead, but uh, or finished. They're not even calling it. You know, they, they still haven't put their own period on the sentence. However, uh, last year around this time, Nintendo had a meeting where they said they were going to um, support the uh, 3DS in the 2019 and beyond. And they listed off uh, about five titles that were coming, um, including Luigi's Mansion, uh, WarioWare Gold, and a couple other. Those were the first-party ones. And then there were some third-party titles uh, heading out, too. Um, You know, people were curious. They they were wondering why. But I understood why they were keeping the system alive a little bit longer. Uh, Truly portable. I mean, the Switch is portable, but... It's not something you could throw in your pocket or a backpack easily if you wanted it to stay safe. Um, and it was cheaper. Uh, it was a lower barrier to entry. They still had stuff they could do with it. Um, and, I mean, it was probably still making them money. So I, under- oh, sure. I, I understand. Um, and I love the 3DS, and I, I use my 3DS and my Switch in tandem. So to still get some new software, especially software that seemed to make sense for the 3DS, um, was was cool now we're here about the same time as we were last year and um they had um they had another meeting and basically they did not announce anything anything they didn't say i don't think they said anything about the 3ds um so there is yeah no mention so according to this kotaku article by chris kohler there was no mention of the 3DS business in the briefing at all. Um, there are definitely no zero first-party games on the schedule for the 3DS. And I think mm-hmm. in the U.S., yeah, just one in the U.S., I think that's Persona Q2, which is a dungeon crawler that makes good use of the second screen because it plays like Etrian Odyssey, so you can map yourself out on the bottom. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that appears to be it. Uh, they're hoping to sell a million 3DSs throughout the end of this year. Um, they they wanted to sell four million last year, uh, and they only hit two point five, which is not to say that the three DS is doing poorly. It's just it's at the end of its its lifespan. Yeah, it's been out for like seven years now, right? Yeah, and the oh, fact that, that it even years? did the fact that it even did two point five million units last year was pretty impressive. I I mean you know, I think so. Their goal is to get a million, uh, depending on pricing and stuff like that. You know they might get close to it. And Let's see, three DS came out. Oh, it was 2011. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. It's a good run. Eight years? Yeah. Eight years for a handheld. I mean, it's... Nintendo, Nintendo really, with their handhelds, really stretches them out as much as they can. Yep. Um, Holy so yeah, shit. It looks like it's the end of the 3DS, which, uh, you know, ends the DS line, which started in, what, 2004? And they've sold 69 million as of two years ago, so it's over, well, over 70, well over 70. 3DSs? Yes. So, um... Yeah, bring just like the, uh, you know, the Game Boy Color or the. Guess Game that Boy includes Advance. all models. The XL, the, the new 3DS, probably includes sure. all models. But yeah, that that's the end of that chapter. Um, it was a fantastic system. 
And it's backwards compatible with the DS. Backwards compatible with the DS. So the DS has like uh, fucking almost 2,000 games. So, so I mean, like, once you put factor that in, because 3DS isn't a huge amount of games compared to the DS, but when you factor both together, it's, it's a huge library. You can still buy one and play a ton of games. Or go flashcard. You know, you can always do that. So I don't, I can see the system still selling here and there. I still can. Oh, yeah. They sell like crazy at, at work. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll come in uh, at work one day and I'll see like four or five 3DSs in the case and I'll be like, eh. Uh, I guess this is where they start to pile up. And then by the time I'm back at that store, they're all gone. I mean, they all sell. They all sell like crazy. They're perfect for kids. And the, you know, the 3DS library itself isn't super expensive now. But then you mentioned like the DS back catalog. DS back where catalog. Where games are a couple of bucks. Is that, is that what they are for like a common one? Yeah, for five. You know, a lot of them are, can be, are between like three and ten bucks. It's, and then, it's not like other systems where they really there explode. Are, there are some that ha- will have gone up in value, and I'm sure there are the some that will continue to go up in value. But as of right now, if you're a parent who needs something for their kid to do, or if you just need a cheap way to entertain yourself on a flight and you're not really into games, picking up a used 3DS is kind of a no-brainer right now. You can get them for like 60 bucks. This is the family. I forgot some of these. So we started with the 3DS. 3DS, 3DS XL, new 3DS, new 3DS XL, uh, 2DS, 2DS XL. New new 2DS, 2DS XL. XL, yes. So there's so, six yeah. of them. So I did not know there was a new 2DS XL. Yeah, that was the one that we talked about it on here. Did we? Yeah, because it was oh, the creamsicle color. It was, it was the like... same thing, but they just knocked out the 3D stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, so it doesn't look Fast, like... Faster processor slightly, and they knocked out the... Yeah, yeah, and it's not the bread shape anymore. It looks like a normal two-screen thing. And you get the two thumb pads, not the one. Yeah. That's the new. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I don't have a new, I don't think. No, I just have a regular 3DS. I never got a new... I never got a new one. A new, well, new, new. New, a new. Yes. Yeah. That's a dumb, that's a dumb fucking name it's for stupid. Nintendo. Yeah, because I'm confused now. Let's call it like Super. <laughs> super 2DS XL. So, um, okay. So they still sell, obviously they still sell the, 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 3D, the new 3DS XL, the new 2DS XL, obviously the original ones they don't sell anymore. They discontinued the new 3DS, they discontinued obviously the original one and in, in the original XL, they discontinued. So you can still buy these, let's see, it's one, let's see, what's the current price for a 2DS XL? Let me look this up on eBay. I think it's 150 Retail, but like what can you actually get one for if you really want to go online and get one? Because if, if these were new at 100 bucks, I might just buy one. Let's see, Nintendo 2DS new XL. What can I get one for? Get one for a hundred bucks, refurbished. Is that from Nintendo? Nintendo sometimes that's how I got that's how I got my 3DS. It was it was a. Uh, my buddy John got his Wii U. He just, yeah, he played mine and was like, "Oh, this is cool." And Nintendo I mean, sells them sometimes. Wii U's were still, I think, three hundred at the time. They were relatively new, and I think he got his for like one eighty through Nintendo or two hundred. It was super cheap. They do it every once in a while because they have an eBay account mm-hmm. um, that does it. Uh, you can get one. You can get one for one hundred twenty-five dollars new, new open box, a two DS, new two uh, DS XL, which is new. So okay, that's not bad at all. No, and you get the you get the I want the creamsicle one. That's is that was that in this country? Yes. Okay. Yeah, the creamsicle and the blue one. But... Okay. So I mean, obviously, uh, this could be one of those systems. Like like we said, this will be around longer than we think. People will still carry these around. I think. Oh yeah. They'll, yeah. st- they'll still they'll still do the you know the pass with everyone at conventions and people know. still carry around uh, Game Boy Advance SPs and not just you know gamers who are into you know playing that stuff. It's just sometimes that's, that's all fun. someone needs. No, I I, lo- I love I love the SP. Yeah, you got the original Game Boy games and you got the Advance games. Yep. So that's a huge amount. That's a huge amount of games. So yeah, I mean, I think people sometimes forget the non gaming crowd 
Um, they're not real gamers, even, that, even like, though they play video games, so I don't right. know what that means. Um, you what know, the, the non-hardcore gaming crowd. Uh, yeah, they, 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 they will use this stuff until they don't... I don't know. They don't, they don't have to have the current technology. Yeah. They're fun playing uh, Super Mario Land still 25 years later. Right. But there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't make them any less of a person. Yep. So, all right, here, here's to you, 3DS. Well, I think we predicted to be gone by now, just about. I think I predicted last year I was wrong, but... Yeah. We predicted to be, you know, slowly going going the way of the... Buffalo. Of the, of the buffalo. The well, buffaloes are back. What do you mean? They're, the dodo's gone. I'm just saying, go the way of the buffalo is the say. The say. What's a dodo? Because dodos never came back. They're do- gone, you. All right. Buffaloes, you can still eat them. You can have burgers. You can't have a dodo burger. That would be a bison. A, a dodo ch- chicken sandwich or a dodo sandwich? Anyway... The CU Podcast is proud to be working with NordVPN. It's what I use to keep myself safe online, and you can too. If you care about the privacy and security of your info, NordVPN has given you 66% off a two-year plan when you go to nordvpn.com slash podcast or use code CUPODCAST at checkout. VPN stands for Virtual Private Network, and today having a VPN is more critical than ever. Why? If you're doing anything online, your information and browsing habits are out there for anyone to get a hold of. When you use NordVPN, you have access to over 4,000 super speedy servers in 62 countries, and those connections secure your information using military-grade encryption. That means your information and what you do online is nearly impossible to track. They got apps uh, for your Android devices, for your Mac devices, iOS, uh, use it on your PC as well. The folks at PC Mag made NordVPN their editor's top VPN choice, just one account, lets you protect up to six devices. There's other potential benefits as well, like hopping around the world and streaming from different locations that you may not be able to access in North America. Or if you're in Europe, you can't get some, some stuff in North America. Why is my voice like this? I don't know. <laughs> Again, to get that special <laughs> offer, 66% off a two-year plan, 66% off. Go to nordvpn.com slash podcast or use code podcast and get going with your secure web browsing. Ian, Pat, tell me about a tell me a story. This is now becoming the official uh, Atari ROM preservation or ROM preservation uh, podcast. But this is an Atari ROM. That this is a story via Ars Technica that's making the rounds. Uh, there's an announcement made earlier this month. Uh, the digital preservations at the Dumping Union. That's a hysterical name. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. I guess those are the main folks. We'll keep that going. Made an important announcement in the world of arcade game uh, emulation. Collective had gotten its hands on a ROM image of. Aka R, an extremely rare Atari cabinet uh, prototype, arcade prototype, and one of the most prominent remaining cabinets that had to this point never been available available through emulation on MAME, which is multiple arcade machine emulator. We've all we all love MAME. We we love it. Okay, so this is where it gets weird. People aren't sure entirely how this got dumped and preserved, this this ROM. This is like this is almost like a documentary thing that can happen. Yeah. So uh, I had heard of this. Of course, I've never seen one of these before in my life, so I can't comment uh, much about this. So, but there's very few of these cabinets. They made prototype cabinets, and they're all in collector's hands. And Three you, of them. And you can play them, but only at special events because it's a, it's a rare cabinet. Right. So in that sense, to some people, it was preserved, but the, still the ROM, they didn't know the ROM was digitally preserved. Right. Because God forbid something happens, you can't get at it. So let's let's look at this game here. Let me just uh, put the volume down just in case. It's like a it looks like a missile command only it's uh, surrounded uh, as opposed to use a trackball or maybe potentially a, or a spinner maybe. 
and then you shoot. You're in a circle. You shoot around. It's like a it's like a shooter, but you're stationary. Yeah, it's like it's kind of like not vectrex in a way. This looks really fun. Yeah, it's a combination of I want. It's a combination of like uh, looks like asteroids and like missile command, like a weird combination. Yeah, or missile command and like a, a reverse tempest. I don't know. It's it's interesting. And it zooms in. This is a cool game. I'm on board, but the problem was, was that there was no, it wasn't preserved that we know about. So this is what the theory was: how this got out, that a technician working on the, the I guess, arcade uh, game collection of a person who owned one of these cabinets somehow went in, worked on other machines, and then serendipitously—is that the word? Ser- yeah, I think so. Almost got whatever his ROM reader, and then dumped the ROM while he was there, and and then smuggled it out. And that's the story that, you know... That's what, that, that's what people are claiming. The only thing I'm going to say is that this is not like dumping an NES game. You'd have to go and take out the chips off the board, right. put each individual one into a reader. You would need time to do this. So if the owner didn't have knowledge of this, where was the owner? Or was this like over the course of a whole day where someone was well, there someone on their own? There, like, yeah, was someone there like taking care of a bunch of machines that they could do this? That's what it sounds like. So it was a bunch of machines, but... Working on a machine that maybe you wouldn't be necessarily have to work on, getting in there and doing it. This I can't picture this taking less than God. What does it take? Like I think like twenty minutes to do something like this. I've never. I would assume longer if you're going to take the chips, take the out, board out, them. take the chips out, put them each individual into the reader. You got to have your whatever your laptop or whatever there to, to transfer it, transfer it. Put the put the chips back in the board, and then you have to be real in. certain of yourself that you're not going to fuck anything up when putting them back. Yes. Um. Because that would blow your cover immediately. And then you'd be in a real shit show of a problem. So the the other... And we'll get into the possible ramifications and what this looks like in a second. The other theory is that one of the owners just finally decided to throw them up anonymously. And, you know, did One so, of the three owners. One of the three owners put them up anonymously, basically leaked their own ROMs. And uh, I'm imagining did it anonymously because they didn't want to upset the other owners of the cabinets because potentially this could affect the value affect the value oh of the God. cabinet. Oh, I'm so annoyed when I hear, hear this shit. Um, so, so this was this has been something in the community for years. Like, because if you see these ROMs, excuse me, see these cabinets at an event, you're going to say, "Why can't you dump the ROM? Why right. can't you do that for the community? Right, just in case." Just in case. Plus, it'd be cool that we can also play this as well. But it's the stature of having... It's the same reason why we almost lost the SimCity uh, prototype for NES. Because someone just wants to have... Oh, only I can play it. Right. But even when, Well, this at least they can put them out for play. It's a prestige that I guess you have when you own a prototype that no one else can have easy access to. So I get it. I don't agree with it. I think it's a little slimy, but I get it. I, I So I hate the selfish attitude. I, I, I hate that aspect of it. But in on, in the case that this was really a heist, in the case that these were really not a time stolen, heist, no, not a time Rom heist. heist. Um, but in the case that this is actually a heist and these were stolen, uh, that's not fucking good either, because that's not how you, that's not how you bridge this gap. No, it's not how you bridge this gap. But when you say they were stolen, what was actually stolen? Because the, the arcade owners don't o- own the intellectual property. No, they don't. To that game. No. So that wasn't stolen. No, they have You want to say they stole it from Atari, whoever else owns uh, the rights to that game, uh, you can make that argument. But the the My only f- thing that was stolen was an invasion of privacy of their machine and their hardware. Right. That was stolen. Well, the invasion of privacy is pretty big. That's big, but the ROM... That's real big. They don't... I, I, I can't... 
underscores enough. Those three rare cabinet owners don't own the intellectual property on that ROM. So No, but they own the only three copies of the game. Sure. And they can decide what they do with them. Crocodile tears to me. So I see what you're saying though, you don't want to upset other people that potentially Because you got, you have stuff. to look at it this way. Um you do that and you do that and yeah, I mean that that's that's slimy. I agree. I want the ROM out there. And I, I don't believe they own they don't own the intellectual property and I believe it should be available for everyone. However, that's only going to raise suspicion and raise tensions between other people that own between rare stuff. people who own sure. rare stuff and people who want to dump it. Um, you can't do that. And even if, even if it's uh, is bad faith the right word I'm looking for? Even if you weren't going to get them to come around any other way, now they have an example they can point to and be like, "No, this is screwed up. I'm not giving you my stuff because this is how this half of the." The scene acts. It, it, it's a way to build bad blood, and it, I mean, it, it can now they can now they have something to point I think to. There's and they already bad code. blood, but well, the fact that is. they act selfish, it's already bad blood. Yes, I'm not in their corner, but yeah. you don't need to do it that way. Sure. Well, here's what the dumping union CEO said: There were only three machines ever built. All are in high end collections. One collector had a tech come out come and work on some of his games. The unscrupulous tech copied the ROMs without permission. The game was not broken and not one he was supposed to, quote, fix. The owner is reviewing a couple of months of security video to see if he can catch him in the act. This is the first time that someone has actually had the balls to steal ROMs from a collector. So, here's the here's the deal, though. What are you going to get him on? You, you, what, are you, what would you arrest him for, uh, on? I don't know, invasion? Vandalism of your arcade cabinet? Because he didn't steal anything. Tech, the cops are going to be like, what did he steal? Well, he took some digital information from this game. The cops would be like, oh, that's that's not a crime. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it probably is if you own the machine. If someone comes in and takes shit off your computer when they're not supposed to, even if you don't own it or made it, that's still an invasion of privacy. There's a crime there somewhere. Okay, so... If is, I come in and just so, start okay. grabbing shit off your computer okay. and leave... Well, well it's, not, it's not his computer. It's an arcade cabinet. But you're still getting okay, data. He, here's the thing. Here's the only thing I can say. You came into my game room. You saw an NES game. You copied the ROM from the NES game onto your computer. Right? This is basically what happened from from a, a ROM board. That's what you did. So I can be upset that you did something you weren't supposed to do, but you didn't steal anything from me. You didn't. You didn't steal anything. Because I, I don't own that ROM to chiller, Ian. Well, no, but I still did... There's got to be something illegal about coming into someone's house well, and no, doing he, shit. He was invited. He was invited in to fix other stuff. Yeah, and he did what he wasn't supposed to do. All right, so then, then, then that's a misdemeanor at some level. Okay, I get it. It was an invasion of privacy of a machine. I, I can't. I can't. I can't back that up. I, I want. I'm glad the ROM is here, but I'm, I'm not going to make. I'm just saying this. Or say it, that it's he's a, it's okay. a crime. No prosecutor is gonna gonna sure prosecute that case. You know? I, I don't think that that's okay. I don't think that's an okay way to do it. Well, but th- th- here's the thing, though. Uh, if this doesn't happen, this is what this is what happens. When this person dies, someone's going to buy this machine, and either the cycle continues, or someone comes in and says, I'm going to buy it, and I'm, I'm going to be one of the only person that has three, but I will dump the ROM. This is just time. But this is a timing for this stuff to happen. That's really what it comes down to. This stuff's not going to be undumped forever. It just can't. Sure. If it's a lost game, there's there's a couple lost NES games that I, I forget the one of them. I think one was a Color Dreams game. They still don't know what happened to the guy who owns it. 
that was like the last time they heard him was like 15 years ago, then that's a potential. For an arcade machine like this, I think you're always going to know where it's at. So in that respect, I agree with you that eventually these are going to get dumped somehow. But we don't have to worry about it now because now it's dumped. So, obviously it bothers you more than me at, at this point. And honestly, the value of these games does not go down because of the ROM getting dumped because the arcade cabinets, there's only three of them still. Oh, I don't see the value ever going down on those. There's, there's, there's three in their full cabinets. They're full, if beautiful anything, arcade cabinets. If anything, I could see it. And I it think just they, goes up, potentially, because people can play the game and think, oh, this is really cool. I think it's mentioned in the article. Yeah, now that people can play it and there's only three of them, it might actually increase the value. Uh, let's see. I talked to uh, Atari collector uh, Scott Evans. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's see. Collecting... Uh, Evans uh, also owned two cabinets of Marble Man, the prototype sequel to Marble Madness, which is seen as another undumped Grail accessible. I always wanted to play that, the Marble Madness one. It, it, I think it was like a couple of arcades they put it in. Uh, then there's uh, Bradley Trainer, a version of Atari's Battle Zone, modified for U.S. military training. Evans apparently discovered the only known extant cabinet for that next to a dumpster outside of the closed offices of Midway. So there's a there's more than one of these that are undumped still. Yes. So that's that's. We don't know about it as much because obviously a consoles are much, it's a much, it's a much bigger scene with console games versus arcades. Um, but all right, I'd honestly rather someone just fight a person for the ROM. What do you mean, like in, in the ring? Yeah, just beat them up and take the in ROM. a cage. Yeah, versus doing like this sneakily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd rather see cage fights. I for see the, the I see the harm in this, and I do. But I mean, it's like when you look at the balance of justice. Sorry. I don't, I don't, again, it's crocodile tears to me. Sure. It's the balance of justice of, 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 of 1% of people might think that, oh, it's their right to hold on to the intellectual property uh, of this versus the, the, the greater good saying, well, it's really bad if you do that. You know, I get, and I get some people email arguing that, well, they own the intellectual properties that no, they don't. No, they don't. They own the vessel it's contained on. Yes. If I died, uh, if I die tomorrow, uh, I couldn't have uh, Norm couldn't go uh, print copies of my book just because I'm gone. That's not how it works. I mean, he could, but he'd be in trouble. As someone who owned the estate owns the rights to that game. Uh, abandoned wear doesn't hold up in court. It doesn't. That's not how copyright works. If someone, if an author of a book dies, just because no one's there to produce that work or to care for it, doesn't mean someone else can automatically do that. It has to fall out of copyright first. So people have to brush up on their copyright uh, law. You can disagree with it, but that's the way it works at the end of the day. Okay. All right. So I, I want to play this now. I'm going to boot up. I haven't, does up, look good. I haven't updated my MAME in probably like 12 years. Probably not. You know, and the only problem with that, when you update the MAME, they correct it. So then your old ROM set doesn't work because they actually, they fudge some of the old ROM sets to work with it. Yeah. So, that, so in order to make it more accurate, the old ROM sets don't work anymore. So then Pat can't play Paperboy easily, for example. Okay. Uh, Ian, yes. what's going on with the Best Buy and the PlayStation Classic? So, Best Buy had a um, a promotion, uh, a one-day flash sale promotion. Oh, it was one day, huh? Yes. Uh, one-day flash sale promotion uh, where you could buy a PS4 Pro and get a PlayStation Classic for free. Uh, that was from... Uh, Whatever the time, whatever time it started until I believe it was 10 p.m. Uh, yesterday. So you're saying it was a limited time? It was a limited time, Pat. Okay. Um, so I, I just I think it's funny. It's very Sony to me that 
they would give and they called it a like a fifty nine ninety nine value or something like that. No, it's not. That value, it, 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 there's there's no value. No one wants these. It's a twenty dollar value, maybe because didn't Walmart or Target have it marked down to like twenty five bucks at one point? I saw. No one wants these, and to call giving one away for free with the purchase of the highest end PlayStation. It's four hundred dollars for the PS4 Pro. Yeah, for like a deal is it, it, it's nuts. Well, who would want that? Who's buying a PS4 Pro? Right, exactly. Who would waste their time to plug that piece of shit in? If right. you got a PS4 Pro. If you've got a PS4, I mean, it doesn't mean you can play all the games that are on there, but you've got something better to do when, when that package arrives than hook up that PlayStation Classic. Um, it's 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 just very Sony but, that they're giving away... Well, this is probably Best Buy's decision, though, to do this. Um, possibly. I was going to say, Best Buy has these laying around, Ian. Well, Sony was supposed to be buying some of them back, from what I heard. So, yeah, they're just giving away their trash in an attempt to... Increase yeah, any store could do whatever they want with the stock they buy wholesale. Sure. So this is probably Best Buy saying, uh, we can push a PS4. We got probably literally a few thousand PS Classics laying around throughout our warehouses that we have to push. Yep. We can say it's a $60 value because that's the arbitrary price we've decided to sell it for. But it was $100 originally. Yeah. But now it's 60 but now it's and that's 40 pushing it. Yeah. How much is it on Target? I'm sorry, just keep going. I want to see how much is it on Target.com. I'm curious. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's... I, I don't see this actually being the thing that made someone go, you know what, I was waiting for the right time to purchase a PS4 Pro. 60 on target. And that time is now. Yeah. So, at that point, the wholesale cost of these was probably between 40 and $50 if they're selling at 100 So, yeah, they're just... They're, just, they're going to just take a loss. They're just taking a loss. Yeah, it's going to be a bath. And if Sony says we're going to buy some of them back... Unless they buy back all of them, that's a loss. Obviously, yeah. I mean, they made some. Obviously, they made some profit on the ones they sold. But if Best Buy is willing to just give them away for free, they don't know what to do with them because they're not selling in stores. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm surprised this didn't. I, one of the things that really surprised me was that it didn't extend to all models of the PlayStation Four. Well, they probably they they, they the 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 margin is probably obviously more on the on the Pro, so they figured this is, this will make up for the loss of of us not being able to sell because they're losing fifty dollars each one they give away potentially. 40 to 50 bucks, whatever it's wholesale that probably around there. They're losing that to begin with. So you might as well buy the higher end so we make more money. I guess. You know, that's that's the only thing I can think of. Uh, let's see. It's, oh, on Amazon brand new, it's $40 prime for a yeah. PlayStation Classic. And that's and still that's, not selling them. And that's the Amazon price. So that's really the price. And it's readily $43. So they're not matching Amazon. Imagine how many Amazon has. Yeah. Well, well Amazon fulfills them, I guess. No, but let's see. Who's fulfilling these? Who's, who's selling these? On Amazon. Sold by... Okay, sold by Devon Tech, Inc. And fulfilled by Amazon. Boy, you took a bath, De- Devon Tech, Inc. I don't know how many you bought or you, you got them cheap from somewhere. Fulfilled by Amazon. So that's the main one. So $43. So you're breaking even then at that point, selling them. Yeah. You're, you're taking a bath. If you can sell them. Unless you're buying them from some like liquidation for like $10 or 20 bucks each and making money. Holy, what a disaster. Well, I think a lot of people expected this to be a thing. Or stupid people expected this to be a thing, like, the, would, like you, the NES Classic. I think most people knew that it wasn't going to be very quickly before it even released. There's not a type of nostalgia uh, love in that level anyway for those systems, or is it? 
Well, and I, I really do think it's it's you know the poor reviews, the game the, selection, the the leak of you know the fact that it was running some PAL versions, etc. I think that really did do a, a number on it. Sure. Because um, I know people who had them pre-ordered and canceled when that news started to come out. So you know that was the, the that was a bad enough reveal that it actually shifted people from buying it. But there were still people who were trying to hoard them. I mean, I remember when they came out, it was still hilarious that, you know, there'd be stacks and stacks of them, but a sign there that says only one per customer. Uh, Yeah, Sony just, Sony and scalpers completely misread this. Good. I hope this person scalped them, or tried to then. Yeah. Uh, Dev in tech, or I'm not saying you did, but if you were a scalper, poo on you for doing that. All right, I'm I'm in for uh, $15. Once they're brand new, fifteen dollars, I will buy one. I've decided I'm not in for any amount of. You wouldn't money. buy it for there's, five bucks. There's no fucking reason I, for me. If to I, I want to swap, you know, call you seven thirty in the morning for five bucks, you don't want one. No, I don't. I would rather spend that five dollars on a sandwich. I have been in the swap meeting like seven, eight months almost at this point. Jesus Christ! Um, I wonder if the NES classics are out there or Super Nintendo classics are out there yet. I wonder. Uh, more, I get more people calling to see if we would buy them. Oh, really? And we don't for the NES one. NES and Super. To see if we would buy them, and the answer is always no. We well, don't. You, you we can't, don't sell you can't warranty them, right? Yeah, I can't warranty them. Um, but the people who do, I kind of like try to feel out what they kind of want for it, uh-huh. and they all think it's worth a lot more, a lot of money still because because of scalpers. Yes. Sorry, the little plug came out of this on my on my. Yes, I didn't know that what that was. I couldn't drink. You've been futzing with it. Yeah, because I was like, why can't I drink out of the straw? This little thing, the uh, air hole. I see. Why do you make that removable? I don't know. Anyway, sorry. Uh, thanks, Lisa, for this. Appreciate this uh, water bottle. All right, that's it for uh, for our PlayStation uh, Classic news. Hopefully, the last time we talk about it. Ian, this was kind of a weird story. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much we're going to get out of this. Uh, indie game was removed from Switch uh, eShop after Dev revealed it contained a, a hidden code editor. Uh, this comes via Nintendo Life, our pals at Nintendo Life, our favorite a website that lives to talk about Nintendo, apparently. So, the game was called The Dark Room. It was a text adventure. The guy, the guy who uh, who uh, wrote the game, did it was uh, Amir uh, Rajan. Uh, did it? It was up on the eShop for a few days. Uh, so it's like you said, it's a simple. It was a simple game, um, but it included uh, uh, a Ruby interpreter and code editor. Yes. So Ruby is is a high level code. So High level is assembly is low, low level, yeah, and ones and zeros, and and you know Ruby is high level. I can at least say that much with certainty. High, high level basically uh, means that uh, the, the higher you get, the commands and functions are drawn out for you so that you can just put in words to do that stuff. That's that's the best way I can explain it, more or less. Yeah. So, um, so there's a Ruby editor in there, and uh, it was supposed to be an Easter egg. Basically, you attach a USB keyboard and you press the tilde button, and the it tilde, pulls the little top left. Yeah, one. Love the tilde. And uh, and then it would open up this editor, and you could basically code in Ruby and run the code on your um, Switch. Yeah, we, when you look at it, look at the pictures of it. Yeah, you have, um, let's see, yeah, you have the it's it's a you see the command open up on it. So from what people have said. There's not a lot you could do with a Ru- with with a Ruby editor or with Ruby to truly hack your system, but the guy who 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 made the game came out after Nintendo had cleared the okay for the game and put it up 
came out on Twitter and just broadcasted to the world, hey, there's an Easter egg in here uh, that gives you a code editor. And the game got pulled. Um, I don't know what that person was thinking was going to happen. Um, because, especially like a code editor, one, anything that got past Nintendo that you didn't tell them about. They're going to be pissed. They're going to be pissed. Yeah. Two, a code editor sounds like it's just ripe for breaching security and and, yes. and and cracking the system open. Whether or not you can actually do that with Ruby, I don't know well enough. People say no in a lot uh, of the comments. But I would say people will look into this to see. Well, sure. But, um, yeah, Nintendo did not know about it. Nintendo had no way to check it and make sure that it was secure. Because you a line editor, yeah. So the way... Um, you know, the way that the person who published this kind of phrased it was, well, you know, so they could modify the game, essentially kind of like a level editor. What? You don't just try to sneak that through. This is what Amir said to uh, Eurogamer. I deeply regret how this is blown up. A simple toy sandboxed environment has been framed as, as this massive exploit. I guess you'd be able to program something cute within the game for whatever reason. You could, you could modify the text adventure. Great. Uh, and of course, it's the community that exploits these things that push it up to that level. I'm partly to blame with my sens- sensationalized media posts. I acted alone and, st- and stupidly. Uh, it was a last second spark of inspiration. I snuck it in, uh, assuming that plugging in a US keyboard and pressing the, the little squiggly tilt key uh, wasn't part of the test plan. Having uh, the past few days have been the worst days of my life. I don't know what to say, except I'm sorry. All I wanted to do was allow kids and coding adults that I've forgotten the joy to discover what I discovered 25 years ago. Uh, let's see. The narrative that has played out online is exactly what's wrong with this trash can fire of a world. Everyone is an armchair expert. Everyone thought the worst. You've seen what I've been called a dick, idiot, and everything in between because sensationalized news sells. If the narrative Sounds was familiar. Yes. If the narrative was I added a sandbox to a dark room that lets you mod the game and provide a medium for kids to code and technical parents to show their kids what they do, it would have gone unnoticed. So it was pulled on April 26th. So, all right, there's there's two issues with here. One, you didn't let Nintendo know. Because yeah. maybe Nintendo could have went through and said, this is clear, this is fine. They have no fucking clue right. what can be done with this. And we don't know yet. Because we assume people say, oh, well, you can't do anything. We don't fucking know. We don't know what can be worked out uh, over time. Maybe there's something you can discover that you can run code to to hack the whole switch to run whatever you want. You have no idea. So that's the danger that Nintendo sees themselves in. Like, what the fuck? So even if that's not the case, uh, you screwed. You made Nintendo look stupid for not knowing it's in there. And something that could potentially be an exploit, obviously that's a no-no at the end of the day. But you said people are saying that this you can't do anything with this. And I said but, Ruby isn't something you could do that with with how it's it's in there. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to be an expert. I'm that's not either. What, that's what I've read. That's what I read in all the comments and stuff was that basically there is no real way to cre- uh, exploit anything with Ruby. Uh, but still, it does. It does and plus, well, he used this as a marketing tool. Yes, by exactly. So Nintendo's probably like, "What the fuck, dude? Yeah, let your game stand in the zone. Now you're you're putting out something that makes us look look stupid because we don't know about it just to sell your game. Right. He's got a ton of publicity, obviously, from this. The bad news is, this is it for your game on on Switch. Not all publicity is good publicity. And I don't think I don't know if Nintendo's going to want something you do on their system after this. Right. Exactly. So I, exploit or not, it, it's just. Stupid! It's it's stupid to try to sneak something past that, and then go online and get all bravado about it. Yeah, then when Nintendo and says what the fuck, you get upset. Like it, it's, I don't. 
I don't have any sympathy at all. I don't want to pile on the guy, but I have no sympathy for him. No, I don't know who would call him a dick. I'd just say you're dumb for doing it. Yeah. You are, because you could have, you, you should have seen this company. Especially for a company like Nintendo. They're not going to be like, oh, this is fine. Yeah. Nintendo's very tight about this stuff to begin with, obviously, right. with piracy and things, and even having the hint of being able to do something with it. And sometimes system. they're like our like old parents. They don't understand things. So maybe to you or to other people, maybe it being Ruby was like, okay, it shouldn't be a big deal. Nintendo doesn't know that. Nintendo doesn't thinks, know. oh, programming, it's the end of the fucking world. Hack, exploit, USB, they're thinking the worst. Right, exactly. They're thinking, oh, you can, you can play Odyssey for free next week. Yeah. Well, that's what they're thinking. <laughs> yes. But I'm not, I would think the same thing. Yeah. I'm not going to put the risk out. Okay. Ian, we have a scumbag. Seller of the week. Unfortunately, we don't know who the seller is in this case. This is from uh, eBay uh, user Sick Cooper, who uh, has a YouTube channel, 11,000 subscribers. Uh, He's a game collector. Um, And he did a a video, a pickup video, uh, with a a few different different things. The the title of the video is called An eBay Seller Tried to Scam Me Out of $1,600. So uh, Sick Cooper bought what he thought was a sealed, authentic N64 Clay Fighter Sculptor's Cup. Well, I don't think he thought it was truly authentic. Well, I think that was the goal. Old, right, right. To get one that he thought. He he realized that sure. for $600, he's taking a chance because the sealed one's probably worth more than that. I don't keep up with N64 prices. I do know that even a complete and boxed one costs over $1,000 yeah. for a Sculptor's Cup. So. A, a loose one goes for 300 A little more than 300 uh, let me let me look right now. Why you? That's what we me. sold our last. That's what we sold our last one for. It was, was, was the last one you had? Uh, about a month ago. Oh, maybe someone got a deal. I don't know. I got mine for five bucks at Kobe's, so I'm I'm good there. Anyway, um, so he gets this game in the mail, and immediately he's like, something's off with this game. So the colors are. Like, off. I was going to say immediately with I, I just opened this video, hit a point, saw the fake one, and was like, those colors are fucked. He compares because he has one in the box already. So the colors are off. Um, Not just by a little bit. Like in the, some instances, quite a bit. The folds are off. So the folds are folded too close to the graphics. Like on, on the top of the um, the clapper board, it's cut off because the fold is done incorrectly. Uh, he looks on the on the uh, up when you when you when you look at these things, you want to look at like the fine details of, of words. This goes back to like uh, people like trying to counterfeit sports cards it's hard to do the really fine details oh, they didn't even stuff. do the major details right on this like what i'm saying is that's how you go you look at the smaller things first sure. though but yeah the colors are off some like things are this. this right here is just like time code what time code uh 544 544 let's see what am i looking at here oh the side of the box with the with the the goofy kid characters they're not even the same size yeah no the yeah exactly the the size is wrong the colors off the printing is insanely bad yeah, it's blur- blurry, some of the stuff. The the words are not uh, printed clearly in the fine print. They're, they're, like, not white. They're, like, off-white. Yeah. Yeah, this is bad. It's a truly, truly abysmal. I'm going to look for this seller right now online. Because, he, Sick Cooper, you, you're going to hide him from me. I'm going to find him right now. So so here's the deal, Ian. So, fortunately, uh, Sick Cooper, uh, he opened the case because even though it says not returns, if it, uh, eBay told him that if it's bullshit like this where it's not what you ordered or, obviously, if it's counterfeit, you're going to be able to return it. The seller knew had that David had, though, and just gave the money back. Because what are you going to do with a fake right. sculptor's cut that was sealed? So, Sid Cooper is like, you know what? I'm going to open this up. So, he opens it up, um, and he discovers that not only is the box fake, but 
the the color of the insert's not not correct. You know, it has just, to be white. It should be it's white. It's not cardboard. Yeah. But then there's also pieces of cardboard taken off a box, like literally ripped off the side, to and sandwich it in to keep it in the box. Oh wow! Okay, it gets better. There's no even not even a fake manual in there. But then the game, Ian, wasn't even a fake sculptor's cut. It wasn't even a fake sculptor's cut. It is. I'm looking right now. Oh yeah, I see the pieces of cardboard. NFL Club ninety eight or ninety nine. Probably a, probably a very club. common uh, what three dollar two dollar game. You could probably a dollar you game. Might have to give those away for free. Give those away. Give those away like like a PlayStation Classic. Yeah. So um, the good news is this: is that he got his money back without even returning it. So that's good. It looks like they go, go, do go for three hundred dollars. Sculptors cut uh, authentic ones here. Yeah. Um, they haven't gone on that up that much. They've sort of plateaued. Interesting. Yeah, so these costs, someone's trying to get $2,200 for a just complete in-box sculptor's cut. So $1,600 for a sealed one seems like a really good deal uh, for that. So that's why he probably had an inkling that this is going to be fake, but in the chance that it isn't, whatever, I can get my money back. Right. That's, a, that's a big risk for $1,600, though. But the, but this is this is why this is bad, though, is because there could be a collector out there who didn't know any better and just pay 600 bucks because then we're going to open it to see Right. they've been had. Counterfeit yeah. boxes suck. Repro boxes suck. Again, this is this is reason three thousand four hundred and eighty-seven why they suck. The, the the easiest way to you know pass something off like this is to have confidence. You know, confidence, man. Um, you 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 take this shitty sealed, you know, to most people obviously not real, um, box, but you a game, but you throw it up there. You ask a reasonable price, uh, a reasonable price for it, maybe just a little bit under. And you just have to hope that no one's ever going to question it. Yeah, because this seller isn't going to apologize. They would have been fine selling this to someone. Right. They put in a little bit of work with their own sealed. I can't find this. I can't find the list. Unfortunately, I'm trying to find it because I want to call out the seller because who knows what what else they've done in the past or the future if they tried this shit. They try to rob someone at sixteen hundred dollars. Yes. That's a, that's a that's a I think that's a felony in states over like always get to like a seven hundred thousand dollars. This is this is mail fraud. And it's and, and it's a felony at the same time. This is this is a big deal. Yeah, and I can't find the listing. I'm kind of annoyed. I can't find it. Maybe someone in the comments, someone in the comments know the the listing here. Uh, the problem is you hope that eBay will just ban the seller outright, but you don't know if they do this shit. Yeah, I mean, usually they're just like, oh, we're making money anyway. Let's see. I can't, I can't find the seller on here. This fucking scam artist. I mean, they could have just blocked. I mean, they could have just removed it and I mean, oh, removed the sole listing. Yeah, I mean, that's, okay. that's All probably right. what happened. All right, sick Cooper, you got to call out who this is. You got you got to call out this this seller here. There's no harm in that. We do it all the time uh, here. I'm just glad that he he found this out. He's obviously knowledgeable. He opened it up and said, you know, what the fuck. And it, it's it's a funny story. It's 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 good for it's good for YouTube. The story. Yeah, I guess you could say that. It's good. It's good for YouTube. You know, it's not. You know, it's not good for YouTube. Pretending you're the victim because you, because you uh, sell your your prototype on, on eBay that you were supposed to yes, you're supposed to dump. It's a, sob, it's a sob story. So this is a better YouTube story. It's a better one. So all right, anything else to add, Ian? No. All right, all right. So uh, whoever tried to scam uh, Sick Cooper here, whoever whoever tried to scam him, is our scumbag seller of the week. 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 And it, this was week. All right, um, Ian, uh, do you want to talk about uh, micromages or not really? No. Uh, but we do have a 
Tales from the Game Store. Yeah, I mean, sort of, sort of. Uh, nothing wild or crazy, but uh, I like how you gave time to, to edit in the intro. By the way, yeah, don't worry about it. It'll they'll find. Kieran it. will figure it out. Kieran, Kieran, I'm, God, I'm trying, Kieran. I'm fucking speed. I'm Kieran. trying to help you out. Ian is like it's like working with a, an, an old lady. Oh, God, my tits hurt. Okay, I think I. Oh, sorry, I'm scratching. Oh, there we go. Needed that. That had been building up. So, um, no, I just want to talk about my, one of my favorite uh, couples that comes in and buys games. Nothing bad happens here. Is this, this a positive this tale from the game store? This is a positive tale from the game store. Okay. That can... So, there's this older couple that comes in to the store quite a bit. Um, I would put them in early 60s. Easy. And... Um, they always come in, they look around, they buy games. They're, they're pretty quiet. Uh, they used to be, anyways, until I started, like, talking to them. Early 60s. Yeah. Have you brought them up before? Uh, no. Well, I brought up a different older couple. Okay. We do have a few older couples that, that shop there, and they're, they're uh, pretty much universally cool. Shopping for television games? Uh, the, the one couple I haven't seen in a while, they buy everything. The it's wife been a is, while. The wife is really into, like, the Game Boy games, so okay. we, we always, like, chat back and forth. Maybe this is a multiple old couple story here. Um, but so the guy always comes in and he's the more reserved one. And he'll look around and he'll pick up like games or whatever. And he'll be like, how, how, what do you think of this one? And I'm like, yeah, yay or nay. And they'll buy it and they'll, they'll leave. And they've always been nice. And then the, the guy will come in with his wife and they'll start. She gets real excited about it. But the guy has always mentioned his grandkid and how, you know, he's buying these games for his grandkids or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, I need to get a controller for my grandkid. So, you know, they shop and I start to realize that he's nice, but doesn't really want to be in there. And the wife is like very into it. Okay. So about three weeks ago, they came in and bought a GameCube. A week later... They bought a PS2. And then a week after that, they bought an original Xbox. All from the same generation. Yep. And I was like, huh. And I was like, so what's going on here? You've you've had these before, these systems. Uh, I was like, because I've seen you buy the games for them. And they're like, oh, we gave those to our grandson. These ones are for me, <laughs> the wife says. Okay. So she just said, like, so... I'm like, oh, so, you know, making conversation. I'm like, so you play a lot? And she's like, oh, I play all the time. And the guy just, like, rolls his eyes, <laughs> kind of backs away. And I'm like, do you play? And he's like, no. He's like, I have no interest in this stuff. He's like, my grandson has less interest than she does. She's the one who plays all this. And this little, like, 62-year-old woman just goes nuts talking to me about uh, Devil May Cry and God of War and all these racing games she's playing. And I'm like, are you serious? And she's like, oh, honey, she's like, I bought a PS4 because I needed to make sure I could play Devil May Cry 5 or whatever ah. that one was. So we just got talking. So she was trying to play it off like it was for her grandson? Well, he would always say it was for... His grandson, because whatever they what came I, in, because what I understand from what I understand, the grandson lives with them. They take care of the oh, grandson, okay. and uh, yeah. So you know, he always said it was for the grandson, and I believed him. 
And that's what he said. You know, it, it oftentimes was. But mm-hmm. when they came in and the woman would get excited, he'd still be like, does, you know, whatever their grandson's name is, I can't remember, need Charlie. this or yeah. need that or whatever. And she'd be like, no, 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 he's fine. And then she'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I think was the case was, I think he was a bit embarrassed about his wife playing his all wife's these habits. games and getting, like, super, super into it because... A shame of his wife being a gamer. I, I swear to you, when she started geeking out, it was like talking to any other, let's say, 28-year-old average person. And she never did that before with you in the store. She always she, held back. She was. They were always really friendly, and like, they were always, always buying games... But she always held back on that. And I could tell she played some of the stuff with her grandkid, but I thought that was kind of like was the extent of it. No, it turns out she's the one who's collecting and has like all these systems and That's... like she's going over it and she's like, I've got the Nintendo and the Super Nintendo and I just got, you know, she's like, I just replaced my PS2 and my GameCube with you guys in the past couple weeks. And she's like, I'll be back next week probably for a PS3. She's like, because I'm giving a lot of these to my grandkid as he gets older so he can just have Man, them. Yeah, that's Social Security money. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Slow down. I hope you're taking care of Granny. But uh, yeah, so they're fantastic. That's fantastic. And I, I really enjoy when they come in. And uh, the guy, the, the woman's always been really nice, but the guy was always a little haughty. Little, just a little like. Why am I in this children's store? Just, just quieter. And he was always nice, but, like, I've started to break him down a little bit, you know, and he jokes about, like, you know, he's sitting there reading and his wife is just going off in the other room on some game and he just doesn't get it. He's, hey. like, he's like, I don't understand this stuff at all. And that happens, that's not just for an older person. There's there's people our age or oh, younger sure. that aren't into video games at all. They understand that people like them, but it's like, I have no interest in this. Yeah. I don't think it's a generational thing in general. In, gener- in, in general, the older you are, the less likely you're going to be into this stuff. I well, get that. I, I think it, but... it very quickly, with, with us, as we become that age, as we become oh, be you know, 60, yeah. um, it's no longer going to seem generational or unique. No. But to have this this woman who, from what I understand from what she said, basically picked up the habit from her grandson. Yeah. So it wasn't like her yeah. whole life she played games. It was, you know, her grandson got her into them. That That is a little bit more unique. Yeah, the Nintendo generation really is a generation that's going to make it. Yeah, Atari 2600 was popular, but, but not worldwide to the extent I think that Nintendo became, especially branching out to the Super and things where it's like... Well, back then they didn't look ubiquitous. at video games as it was we still look a toy. at video games now. It was yeah. a toy. Or it For was... the Atari era, it was still a toy. It was, they were sold as toys. You think of yeah. it as like, you know, analogous to a, a board game sure. or something like that. Yeah, that's how they were looking now, at it. Now it's totally something of, uh, of its, its own. Its so, own ilk. Right, just because you may have been 40 when that came out and you enjoyed playing Atari does not mean that that carried on at all sure. past the Atari. In it was life. a toy to you. It's like, oh, I played this toy for like, yeah, for a few years and then I got out of it. Now it's a whole entertainment medium that developed from there. Yep. Yeah, they, yeah, they treated it like a toy in the 70s up to the early 80s. They really did. Um, anyway, that's well, that's a good positive. So, yeah. Every once in a while, the Crypt Keeper would have a positive tale <laughs> that didn't end in an awful misery and death, right? That happens. It's like the Twilight Zone. You'd have happy episodes, you know, yeah. built in. You know, like the coin on its, on its side. Yeah, that was one of the best episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. I fucking love that episode. That's a good one. I love that his interactions with the bank manager when he finds out about the little side piece. Yep. He's like, mm, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just know about that. Oh, sorry. I love Twilight Zone. I haven't seen the new one yet. I hear mixed things about the new Twilight Zone. It's tough. Twilight Zone's a tough thing to write. And they get the tone exactly Well, I mean, right. even Twilight Zone didn't write Twilight Zone great all the time. Yeah, and they tried the two remakes that I heard were shaky in the 80s and the early 2000s with Forrest... Uh, Forrest Whitaker there. Anyway, sorry. So that's a positive tale from the game store. Yeah, that's a, that's a light, light. That's a, that's a 
cockles in my heart are, are happy with that one. Ian, we have a Patreon mm-hmm. poll topic. How do you access the Patreon? You know this. You go to patreon.com slash podcast. And then along the side, it'll give you many options of things you can buy from us. It's not month. a Ian, it's not a store. <laughs> you're not getting something directly in return. You know, it's like you're, you're not getting something in the mail. I think some Patreons they do that and they send out. So, man, I should do that. Should I Patreon where I'll send you an, an NES game? Is that something illegal? Can I do that? I, I got don't tons. Know. I'll send you a box system I have laying around. I could do that. A grab bag. I used to do that on the on the. On the uh, the DVDs, I say, here's your grab bag of games. You, with pr- a DVD. you, you provide us the cashish, we provide you the entertainment. In theory, you get the, you get the full video podcast here. You don't, you, sometimes we, some stuff doesn't make the cut on YouTube. Yeah. This is an audio podcast, by the way. I have to remind you. Listen, yes. to, the, listen to us while you're in the car. You can't watch it on your phone and get an axe, but you listen to us in your car via Bluetooth. All right. So this was a, this was a respectable race, three way race. It's like for parliament. You get you know three neck and neck. I don't know. We don't have a parliament. I don't mind the parliamentary system. I wouldn't mind us trying to look into that coalition government so we don't, we actually get shit done. Anyway, sorry. This is like me talking to Brent about politics. In third place, 26%. What would Pat and Ian do with the Infinity Gauntlet? <laughs> now, would we be sharing it or would we like hand it off to each other? Can I make him disappear? Um, 26%. In second place, at 30%, you can guess what would a C podcast we look like? The world may never know. The world may never know. And in number one, what annoyed you the most about playing video games with other kids at 44%? Ian, what annoyed you the most about playing? Kevin video- accidentally kicking accidentally kicking the Nintendo when I'd be beating him. Did, Happened on multiple occasions. What, what games would your kid uh, be? Oh, it would be it would be anytime I'd beat him in like a hockey game or or a baseball you know game. No, good you are at ice hockey. So yeah, I I'm, see I'm that. fantastic at ice hockey. <laughs> uh, you know, just boom. Oh, I oh the game reset. It's like no no dude, you kick you nudge Wait, it with your foot on we, purpose. Would you be playing on the floor? Like Yeah, we'd be like sitting and it, it happened a couple times like he would extend his foot and just like I'd be wit it never happened when he was losing. Or it never or happened when, when he was winning. winning. Only when he was losing. So did you figure out maybe to like Sit in between him and the NES? Yeah. And then it stopped happening? And then it stopped happening quite so much. Or I'd be like, let's sit further back. Um, like, All right, one, time, one time I noticed he was like getting and shuffly, should... and I was like, no. You knew he was doing... He, he knew you knew? Yes. Okay. And he How just old were played... you? Like eight, oh, ten? We were like eight or ten. Yeah. There's no excuse. You don't shoot at board games or video games like that. You don't no, do it. No. Um, also, whenever I'd win, I'd be winning against Kevin, uh, he would say that I was cheating. I mean, that's, that's, that's a famous one. Yeah, uh, you're cheating. Oh, it's uneasy. No, no, Kevin, I'm just beating you once. I'm just beating you. Was it neck and neck for a lot of those or just... I mean, some of them. I mean, I was, I've never been good at video games. And whenever, whenever, whenever I would get close to achieving something, or I would, Kevin would downplay it. Yeah, that's the competitive nature. I'm though. tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. He wouldn't give you that more and go like, good job, buddy. You finally beat that double dribble. What else yeah. did you play against him? Uh, lots of Rock and bowl. stuff. Uh, Tech bowl. <laughs> WrestleMania. WF WrestleMania. Yeah, that was that's not a game worth trying to no win. One, no one wins when you play <laughs> two-player scene. That game is no. awful. Um, also, the here you have the shitty controller. That's, that's Was one controller really in that much worse shape? That was more like N64 era. I was going to say, because Nintendo controllers take, take a beating. No, yeah. No, Super that, Nintendo's not as much, but Nintendo it'd be like, NES controllers take a beating. Have the third-party controller. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No. Have the ASCII one where it feels all weird on the stick. Yeah. You're like, no, I don't want that. You know, you probably do just as fine, but you're not, you're not used to it when you're playing GoldenEye, right? right? Yep. Those are the ones for you that, that annoyed you the most? Oh, yeah. Those, those annoyed me greatly. How about just not letting you play? Yep. If you're at a party, 
with like four or five kids or just hanging out. We, we our groups our group of hangouts with kids was usually three to five or six when we just hang out, ride our bikes yeah. over to next town. We'll just say four I'd or say five three kids. Three to five is a lot. Yeah, that's about that right. Our, and how about you just pass the control around, Kevin? I had Kevin too, or make sure the other kid passed control around. It was his older brother Quinn that was a dick. Oh, Quinn. Yeah, Quinn and Kevin. Irish kids. Quinn tried to bully me a lot. I was scared of Quinn. Because mm. uh, he was like three years older. Two or three years older. When you're a kid, eight to 11 is a big jump. Yeah, it is. In stature. It's huge. That's like three weight classes up when you're a kid. <laughs> he tried to intimidate Kevin and attacked him, and I was always afraid. So, you know, he wouldn't let you play every now and then. And NES was in, was in Quinn's room sometimes. It sucked because he had to deal with the brother, and he was an ass about it. You know, he was you know, fiery. And um, I'm sorry, this is not the topic we had. Oh, no, you're playing games with our kids. Um, my sister, though, would almost never let me be first player. Oh, really? I mean, ever. And she bossed me around, too. She was four years older, and she was basically bigger. She had the hammer punches. Ah, uh, yeah. Had the, girls had the hammer punch. Bad form, but this still hurts. The yeah, hammer it does. punch. It does hurt. She had the one, two, three, four combo. Two right, one left, <laughs> one right. You better stay out of her way. And and so it was mostly Super Mario Brothers. I'm trying to remember other games. But um, she was not good at sharing that first player. So that's one of the reasons I love Luigi. Because I played Luigi a lot when I was a kid. And it was my NES. That was, my, that was mine. Of course. My system, my game. I asked her for Christmas. You asked for whatever the hell you asked for. You're fucking, uh, you know, you're Barbie or whatever. Now you've been 11. No, you still have Barbies when you were 11. You know, I was seven and got the NES. She made me get her Barbies for her um, from upstairs when she was outside with her friends. See, I was the only boy my age in the neighborhood. Um, and it was a bunch of girls, probably like seven to eight girls that between two years of my age. All the other boys were like three, four, five years older. You know, so I couldn't really hang out with them that much. Yeah, played like street hockey or street tennis, but mm-hmm. that's about it. So a lot of times I'd be hanging out with all these girls and they'd have their Barbies out down the street. My sister would say, Patrick, go get my Barbies or I'll beat you up. Wow. Nice. And she meant it too. Never got to that point though, because little plucky Pat, thick but quick, I run up, get my sister her Barbies <laughs> and deliver them to, uh, to uh, you know, the rest of the girls there. All Sorry, right. it's coming therapy right, right now. Yep. I never would do that to a little little sibling. I don't think I'd have any of the bully. My sister was a bully. My sister was a little bit of a bully hmm. when it came to that stuff. Sorry. What I was talking about, um, uh, we're talking about uh, what do you hate with other kids. Um, I had Just a, I, hog, hogging the game. Let's pass the controller every now and then. Yeah, I had a, I had a friend. Uh, he was that, that friend everyone had, that, that rich friend uh, when you were younger, and he had all the weirder systems that you didn't have. Like, I had one, ki- one kid. One and kid. Uh, One kid had the turbo. His name was Aaron, and uh, I remember going over to Aaron's place, and he'd be like, "Look at this Turbo Graphics 16," and I'd be like, "Oh, sweet, but we're not going to play that right now." Oh. Or how about the Sega Master System? Let me show you Rostin, and I'm just going to play Rostin and show for you 45 minutes, and, and you not have to let watch. You play. Yeah, and you're like, oh. I think I, I, I never Rostin was super expensive. Just no one had it. No one had right. the master system. No one had the master system. It was just it was something new, was something different. And uh, yeah, it was like I got to sit over there and watch him play with his toys for three hours and then go home. Oh, it was just the two of you? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the worst too. Like, and you put up with it. You felt uh, I, I privileged mean, to be in his, in his I, presence. No, I was just. That's why I only hung out with him like twice. I knew him in school, but did he have other friends that he would try this with? Uh, I don't off? think he had many friends. No. Maybe he realized he was a douche. He didn't realize he was a douchebag. 
you know. Anyway, yeah, so it's bad. Um, my friend Billy let me play the Genesis though a lot. We we play NHL games and. Uh, oh, you had a Billy. I had a Billy. Billy's a different. Billy's different than a Kevin. But, Billy's but, are definitely. But different they're than bad. In, they're bad in different ways. They're ba- yes, exactly. Because Billy's can turn on you. Billy's t- my Billy turned on me huge. Kevin's are just dicks. Yep, they're not turning on you. Kevin's are dicks. Billy's can turn on you. My Billy was my friend, and then one day in school, he called me a goody two shoes. Uh, I think this was like second or third grade, and I was like, "No, I'm done with this." And then so one of my other friends took a Hostess cupcake, unwrapped it, and placed it on his seat in the lunchroom, and Billy sat on the cupcake. And got his pants all chocolatey and creamy. <laughs> and he cried and cried and Aww. cried. He had to use the loner pants. So, so, so they had loner pants? Oh, yeah. Loner pants right. are a thing. So but your Billy was your same age. Mine was two years older. Oh, okay. Mine was two years older. So just old enough to still hang out with and play games, but he's physically stronger than you. So he can just get mad at you for no reason and throw your ass to the ground. See, this Billy, anything about this it. Billy was that way. Too. Billy, Billy was a big boy. And he would get. He would Billy get. was raised by very strict Catholic parents, where the father was a deacon and he was a strict asshole. Ooh, yeah, see, no. so so it it the anger came out in Patrick sometimes. The Billy I knew was from Catholic school, but his father was not a deacon. No, they were. He was they a were scout. They uh, were captain. They were like strict leader, owner. Like he was a deacon. She she was a Eucharistic uh, Eucharistic uh, Eucharist minister. minister Eucharistic minister Eucharistic minister Those are the for those that don't know Catholicism So Eucharistic minister That's when you, you get are, the bread chips You can you can get the excuse me it's, it's the it's the body of Christ and the host You're allowed to give those out to people A, a Eucharistic minister is one step above that mm-hmm. Excuse me a deacon's one step above that A deacon's like the highest you can go without being in the clergy You know you can get trained to be a deacon Anyway so. Yeah, he was a little angry because of that. I think his parents were strict, and he and he took it out on Pat sometimes, you know. But well, we played Sega Genesis a lot. We altered Beast, and you know he had uh, all the NHL games, and we would listen to Queen and gangster rap. So in the early nineties, Pat was listening to gangster rap, and I didn't love it. Um, I was a little offended by some of the lyrics when I was you know ten, eleven, twelve years old. But playing NHL, I got it. And he also had the Ewok Village in the box that I wanted to buy from him. He never sold it to me. <laughs> also, Ian. <laughs> This was what, no, how I knew I loved retro games. Okay. Because he had an Atari 2600. Uh, and he had about 50 games. He probably got it in the mid-80s when they were worth nothing. And I asked him, I wanted that. I liked playing. I always asked him, can we play the Atari? And I, I had little experience with the Atari. Just my cousins had it. But I was like, I was fascinated by the Atari when I was like 10 years old. And I wanted to buy it from him. And his parents wouldn't let me buy it. So I was into retro gaming in like 1990, and I just couldn't get. I into bought it. I bought my Atari 5200 when I was 10 from a flea market. I was fascinated. Yeah, me too. Um, Billy, uh, that was Billy. However, I did get to play. Um, I got to play uh, games on his Tandy. Oh, you had a Tandy? Yeah, that's where I first played. Um, PC, IBM, PC Ghostbusters. Compatible. Yeah, that's where I first played Ghostbusters. Uh, I played the uh, Commando port. And uh, the one, the one that I have, the one that yes, I, with, with yes. the, the, the bad one, not the common one, which is good. Yeah, no, the bad one. And then, um, <laughs> what was the last one? Oh, uh, Spy vs. Spy, the PC version. PC version. We're getting off topic. We're talking about how how our Billies and Kevin's are somewhat similar in ways. Except, except mine beat me up every now and then. Yeah. The one time when I was hanging out again, I was the youngest kid in the block, boy wise. So uh, my sister was sister was dating dating a guy from the other block who was like a year older named scott scott now this scott was kind of a dick but he was like a good guy deep down sure scott's usually like that he was a little aloof 
this one was just a little like a little bit edgy. Like you know, he stole you know he stole like stuff from the Her- uh, Herman Sporting's Good Store in the mall, but he wouldn't do anything violent or anything. Sure, you know what I mean. Like I, I don't, I don't have. I, 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 per- I personally do not have a Scott? pattern of Scots. Okay, but this is my Scott. This okay. is my Scott because <laughs> because like he could like be a dick to me, but he wouldn't do anything over the line with me. He yeah. would pr- kind of protect me. So this was like probably like a, a January, February. I had a Robert that was that uh, way. Okay. My Robert was a, was a piece of shit who ended up being good later in life. Anyway, so so I said something to Billy. I made fun of him for something. This is in front of like eight to ten kids on the block yeah. hanging out like a Saturday night. He threw me into the wet ice puddle. Oh. Billy did. And I was friends with Billy. And, and Scott chased him down the block. <laughs> he was like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And Scott chased him down the block. And, and like, so you better apologize. I made him apologize for me. Partially because he was dating my sister. My, I mean, my sister was probably like 13, 14. Sure. And I was like 10. But he still did the right thing. And Billy yeah. apologized to me. I'm sorry, Pat. You know, I, I have some tales from my neighborhood I can probably talk about, honestly. Oh, yeah. I had a very interesting neighborhood. Sorry, we, 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 we totally went off topic. I'm sorry. That's fine. Uh, that, but those are our experiences playing, other, uh, playing games with other kids. I'm Particularly sure was, Kevin's and Billy's. Particularly Kevin's <laughs> and Billy's. I, I guess my, what annoyed me, I guess, with Billy was up, up. Playing NWA uh, too much uh, when I was when I was a kid, and too much too live crew a little bit too much for me a little bit too not that I was going to go out and go to a booty shaking party but you know I'm ten years old I don't need to listen to that pop that pussy yes exactly on the box music television you control and that was this uh, so your podcast this yep. is an interesting one that was it that was a podcast. Uh, check out that Micromages game. I've been hearing a lot about it. We're almost talking about it, but I don't know a lot about it. I don't it's, know what to say other than it looks fantastic. It's like this scrolling action platformer up to four players. You have these little ghost-looking mage guys that shoot at stuff. and Pew, pew, pew. There's, a, there's some super Meat Boy elements in there. you got to jump around and avoid traps and things. Uh, check it out there. It, it, get, it got a lot of money in Indiegogo. Um, you are going to be at conventions. We talked about that before. Missouri Game Con will be, on, be at, and then Ian will also be at. Uh, with me, Long Island Retro Gaming Expo in early August. Indeed. We might be at Comic-Con doing stuff, too. Hanging out and stuff. All right, that's it for the CU Podcast. Uh, We will see you in a a week. Bye-bye.